0: Fifty six. Let's do this. What time is it? Nine thirty. My God, this is going to go on forever. Uh, well, it's I don't see anything either. that needs to be talked about. I don't. Just, yeah, it is what it is. All right. Well, let's skip the episode then. Yep. Yep. Let's just. Yeah. We don't need <laughs> it. <laughs> this our Christmas. Our Christmas gift to everyone is we're just not going to record an episode. We're just gonna. We're just gonna fill with all the music I can find on my computer that we played from previous <laughs> yep, episodes.
1: There's some good. Um, yeah, that should be our Christmas album. Um, there's some good Andrew Sisters Christmas <laughs> music and stuff like that for the intermission if you if you dig deep
0: enough. I'll see if I can find some. Yeah, he, he's got something in mind he just doesn't want to tell me as I see it in the agenda. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you've said numerous
3: times you don't like when you know what the music is, so...
4: Food. Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu.
0: All right. Welcome to another episode of Snafu. Uh, I'm Rick. This is episode fifty-six. Right. Yeah, that is not a typo, this time. No, it's crazy. Uh, let's say hi, Pat. You just hey Pat. Talking, so, how's it uh, going? Say hi, Dale.
1: Hey guys.
0: Say hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. We're out here. I got my dancing monkeys <laughs> saying whatever <laughs> I say. All right, just had a double check. <laughs> yes, last episode was fifty five. So this was fifty six. Okay. All right, good. Yes, yeah, so we're checking we're our website, so hopefully okay. that's up to date. <laughs> right. Uh, let's let's dig right in. We're gonna so we're gonna talk about some stuff that uh, users brought up on Facebook, which Pat reached out, and that was really nice to see that not only are people are engaging, that they had thoughts for us. So yeah, uh, that's cool. Well, yeah, it's, I just it's nice to get some feedback. They're the ones listening to it. Why shouldn't
3: we talk what we want to talk about and maybe give some feedback on things they're interested in? I guess after totally.
1: fifty five episodes, we can maybe do what someone else wants
3: <laughs> well no one signed just up for the, once what was
0: it the ridiculous $20, $20 a month Patreon where they get one episode topic or something I think someone signed up for it once and then like they turned it off immediately before Gaz paying or not Gaz Miles. Miles Miles did no 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 there was another person that did it too but oh. they they like signed up and then unsigned up within like a week of each other like they didn't pay for, like, it didn't did charge them it, it didn't no it didn't no, no it's insane like, Patreon it's, cycle yeah. I might be wrong, but and if that's the case, then I will I will go back and check and make sure. Because even if they stop paying, I'll let them help pick an episode. We'll Are figure. we ever going
1: to plug the secret OnlyFans tier? Mm, no, no, <laughs>
5: that'd be more work than we're prepared to put in. <clears throat> yeah, that I don't snafu, That's the snafu OnlyFans section, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I don't. I'm good. I'm snafu good. Snafu after one. dark. What?
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's always after dark. We're in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. true
0: a point it's like
1: the acronym for that dark. is sad so that's appropriate snafu yep. <laughs> <Snapple> after dark yep <laughs> do
5: you need it?
3: do you need an acronym for an acronym yeah i was just gonna say i'm like i'm
0: pretty sure that's kind of frowned upon in almost every circumstance you know acronym mm-hmm. acronyms Hello. all
1: yeah.
0: right yeah let's uh let's talk about some hobby stuff
1: you're an acronym <laughs>
0: <laughs> i am an acronym i don't know what my acronym stands for though who am i what? All right, so let's talk hobby stuff. <laughs> Where did I lost my agenda? Uh, well, that didn't uh, take long. Three no, I was, I was looking at some rules that we're going to talk about in a minute, and I lost my agenda. Anyway, so let's talk hobby. Jeff, what have you been up to since our last episode?
5: Uh, mostly printing, actually. Uh, I had to redo my bearings and rods. Uh, in my 3D printers, since I'd simply just worn them out from mm. overuse. Oh, no, yes, how I many hours? bearings and rods uh, a lot. Last I, the last checkup was 351 days of print time.
0: Dear God, 24-hour mm-hmm. days? Well, yeah. Like, they, it yes. counts them in what, hours, 12 right, right?
1: Hour yeah. no, Well, it's not 12-hour days. I, mean, well, I run on the Mercury
0: 8-hour hour day.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's actual operations time, not right. how long I've owned it. Right, right, uh, okay. A little over 12 kilometers of filament.
0: Dear
5: Lord, yep. So I'd, I'd worn grooves into most of the smooth rods because some of the bearings uh, I had earlier sourced, I think back in March, some linear bearings that were available, but let's say maybe not of the proper quality.
1: So okay.
5: they the just grooved it out, and well, yeah, and I got by all summer with it, but I was starting to get weird shifts and creases and drags, and finally I just scored the smooth rods, and I was like, all right, we got to tear it down and put it back together. But it's been running tip top since then, so that's cool. It's good, you know. Awesome. So, printing terrain, printing more terrain, printing more terrain. So I'm gonna have, I don't know, just fucking tubs of terrain at this point. <laughs> I gotta paint it all at some point, but I haven't mm. quite gotten around to that yet.
0: That's so, ambitious. That yeah, it's exhausting. It sounds. I gotta
5: like. be honest with you. When you're stuck at home and you're bored, um, right? Printing a great thing to do. I've backed like four or five different Kickstarters for terrain, for STLs of terrain. Um, it's kind of fun. Yeah. You can start mi- mixing and matching. You learn how to make slight adjustments on files. You can crash two together and make something new out of it. So I'm, no, I'm having cool. a lot of fun with it.
3: Doing that Mesh Maker right. or what, what's yeah, uh, whatever
5: the free Windows one. Yeah, like a 3D little. Maker. Oh, Is it like the one
0: that comes built with Windows 10? Yeah, uh, to say, I think 3D that Builder. Was on yeah, my computer when
5: I yep. got it. Yeah, 3D Builder. 3D builder. So it's okay. pretty. It's cool. pretty limited, but when you're doing terrain and you just making slight adjustments to files, it's perfectly fine. At some point, I'll take the dive into something more complicated, but I I, haven't touched it. Oh, yeah, there you go. And
0: and, uh, what was the other one I downloaded? I downloaded two of them. Whatever the AutoCAD one is. Is that Blender? No, the, uh, the AutoCAD version. Whatever it was. I downloaded both of them because I was dabbling with the idea of getting one and seeing what I could do with the software. No, it'd be awesome. It's daunting. I'd, it's very daunting.
5: Yeah, i I missed most of that artistic, creative gene that people have. So I'm kind of at the mercy of other people designing stuff, and I, like a a really advanced monkey, can mash it together and change its size and shape. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, that's a whole thing uh, sometimes. But yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah. I, You're I'm artistic. Getting the banana out of the puzzle box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm artistic, wow. and it's challenging. Like I don't think my brain works that way, and uh, there was one particular software I saw that I was like, oh, I could totally get on board with that because it was like, it acted like a sculpting tool. Like you look like you were know. sculpting in the program, but I can't remember what it was called. I don't know. I'm sure someone will, I am Facebook messaged us to that one. So anyway, that's cool. So no, no real painting, no new army since last No,
5: month. no. The Italians are primed and sitting on the paint table. I just haven't gotten around
0: to painting. I, I know. Yet. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to be ambitious about it right now as, as far no. as like. I can imagine having a 3D printer and just like okay, I can hit print, but I don't have to like sit necessarily and watch it the whole time. So it's yeah, it's easy I mean, to keep rolling through filament. But I, I'm not, in, I would not be as ambitious to paint. No,
5: uh, it's at this point. it's kind of the. Tra- I mean, trains not as bad to paint. I don't think as no miniatures are because you can do a lot of it more with just the airbrush. Yeah, and even dry and, brush and airbrush. Uh, yeah, and even spray cans and, too. And, yeah, rattle yeah. cans work pretty good for big stuff. But I mean, it's running right now in the other room. I'm on my twelfth or thirteenth print today, so
0: nice. (laughs) Jeez Louise. Just
5: bits and bobs. So alright.
3: But that's that's all my
5: hobbying, yeah.
0: Okay. Pat, what have you been up to?
3: Um, I finished all the water slide transfers of my uh US Marine Corps uh, motor pool. Those those are those are a bigger pain in the butt than I remember them being.
5: The are decals? you using the micro set, Microsol yeah. or are you using water?
3: Well, you've got to get them off the paper first. You dunk them in the water and then, you know, wait for them to separate,
0: and then you stick them on there, and then I do the decal set on them. Oh, mm-hmm. I, just, I just put them in the water and forget about them for 45 minutes and then come back and like, oh, they're <laughs> off the thing. All right. <laughs> oh, well. Mm. Eh. <laughs> I know, and I'm just inter- saying. Just interesting enough, <laughs> though,
3: I found that the more goop that the water gets, you know, from taking the decals off, the faster they come off.
2: Hmm.
3: So Mm. now I just when I have the decal when I'm doing the the water slide I just I don't ever dump that water out I just add just a little bit more to deal with the you know get the evaporation this time of year. Yeah. And so they actually they Mm. come off there a little bit better once there's enough of that glue or something that they have in there whatever they hold them on there with I don't know.
5: Now now when you're applying them Pat and you're taking them off the paper or putting them onto the model do you have a nice set of tweezers or how are you doing that?
3: Uh, I use a very fine pointed Exacto knife. Okay, And I, you know, take some time manipulating it while it's in the water just so I can get it set on the blade. And mm-hmm. once in a while, the damn thing curls. But if you get it back in the water, you can use it to uncurl, and then you just set it okay. on there.
5: I was, I was asking. I bought a really fine set of tweezers uh, last year, and I found that's really nice for decals. You yeah. can just kind of hold them and put them on stuff, and they curl just, less anyway.
3: I was going to say that that find they still want to curl, but if I can get them along the edge of the blade where I can get about half of it is on the blade. Mm-hmm. Then I can usually get them to slide on pretty good. And then just I kind of take a dry brush, and then with the excess water, just kind of, once it's in place, get that set down. And then once the water dries, come back with the, the decal set and put it on there.
2: Okay.
3: And then now I'm working on the uh, doing some mud effects, weathering for them. And then those will be done. And then that's all the Marines until I open up the second box of 30 and start putting those guys together. <laughs> nice. So, uh, Yeah, well... You know, I don't I don't anticipate getting a whole lot this, this year's coming to a rapid end, but maybe I'll get some guys put together. Um, I have started working on the train table, and I've finally found enough pictures and some inspiration and some terrain that I like, or some from Sarissa. They have a Stalingrad, I think it was like a factory or something like that that looked pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm doing what I'm going to call a, a negative terrain table. Whereas normally you put down like a game mat or something, and then you put train pieces on it and build it up from there. Well, I'm starting with a, a one-inch uh, foam board, and I'm going to work negative down into that, so the foam board will actually be the surface, and then like the craters and the other stuff that I'll have will actually be dug into the board. Kind of you know a smaller version of what Dale does in his nice boards. So
5: well, that should look great. Cool. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be fun. I'm just
3: starting to lay it out now. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's been a request on Facebook that we maybe do some, some photographs and some step twos of how we're doing all these things. So maybe I'll maybe I'll try that out. Maybe I'll try and get a little, a little camera, a little phone mount or something to take pictures from the same spot over and over again, and just see how that progresses or implodes, whichever the case may be. But I think this <laughs> is going. to We'll hear about this a lot because so this is not going to be a quick project. So no, I'm, I'm looking that forward to sounds seeing like it. a lot of
0: work. Yeah.
3: Sounds so exciting. We're, we're trying something new. I'm trying to level up my uh, table making. So.
0: Nice. Sweet. Uh, excited to see what it looks like. Gonna, are you going to put lights on it? I saw that you texted about lights, so are you going to put lights uh, on it too? You know, I thought about that, and I'm like, God, that sounds
3: like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> so, I don't
0: think it's any shortage of work. I think Dale did a pretty good job.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, the other thing, too, is that um, I'm also... Trying to build this with the notion of not having to transport it in three separate van trips like Dale does with his <laughs> table. It's only two. Yeah. Only two. Well, sorry. It's only two. <laughs> sorry. But I'm, I'm hoping that this will all be able to break down and be stored in the same size toast that I usually have. So I'm, whatever wiring stuff I do has to be, you know, I have to be able to set it down for transport and storage without it, you know, taking up. An extra six eight inches that I wanted to, so you know we'll we'll see where this goes. Right now, sure. I think I've got a majority of the components. I've even picked up a couple of uh, buildings from GC Minis and put those together. Those are nice kits until I realized I put them back put them backwards twice before I figured out how to put them together. But
0: <laughs> oops.
3: You know, he know, he sends nice stuff, but they're really easy to put backwards. And then you're like, oh. And even the second one, I'm like, oh, okay, I know how not to do this. And I did the same damn thing again. I'm like, son of <laughs> a bitch.
2: <laughs>
3: so. Yeah. But yeah, my wife went to bed. She's like, it looks like you're losing that battle. I said, yes, but I will win the war in this one. <laughs> and I did, so.
0: <laughs> I mean, the worst case scenario is why you take it outside and light it on fire. You, you, you won the battle. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> The shit, this shit burns. I'm cool. <laughs> this shit burns. I will not. I will not die to this one. Right.
1: <laughs> cool. So I don't want you well, commanding any of my armies. I'm just right. right. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> well, and and yeah. The the. So I mean, if if nobody's heard yet, or if you guys, I think you guys have probably all seen it, and I think we texted about it that Acon isn't happening this year. Adepticon is not happening again this year. They've already ca- they've already called it,
1: yeah. which is frustrating yeah.
0: and sad. But it. I I understand it they're they didn't want to like jeopardize financially you know whatever whatever little money they have saved up for next year I'm sure so well it's gonna I think we're this isn't going to be the last disappointment of the year I'm sure given our given our current track record here so but at least you don't have to try and figure out how you're gonna transport it to Chicago if that were gonna happen again this year right you know, right so kick that can down the road a little bit yep yeah got got enough time for us to uh, win the lottery and buy a, buy a tour bus. It,
5: it just means that when Adepticon happens again, and we get asked to bring the boards, well, they'll be just that much better.
0: Oh my god, it'll be amazing! You know how much of a like pent up release that's going to be. Like, oh yeah, Rick will get really drunk, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll go through like twelve keys. I, I swear to god. sleep on all of the couches. <laughs> I'm still
5: not eating any shrimp, though.
0: <laughs> god no! I, well, I, no, I will not encourage that behavior ever again. <laughs> I will eat a steak, but not a not joint. Sure yeah, exactly. About a steak joint, exactly. No. Yeah. Okay. Something uh, tells
1: me that that all of the events will be completely booked at that. Oh, for sure. Oh, oh, yeah,
0: for sure. Like, yeah, not a doubt. It'll be insane. Yeah. I, I hope. I really do hope for their sake it is. Like, I want it to be sold out and not COVID central. That's the only concern is like we we can't just be just getting out of the pandemic and then having a giant event again.
3: What if they what if they require all participants to have their vaccination proof? <sighs> uh,
1: I, guess I mean I'm on board with it,
3: but get to yeah, us I I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's see what they. do. What's, yeah. what's supposed to happen?
3: You're supposed to get the vaccine. You're be you're given a
0: card that you can put in your. Yeah, it's just whether or not people. I God, I can't. I, I can't wait for the court well, yeah, cases you're not supposed
1: on to that, sell, So sell beer to people who are under uh, age yeah under twenty under twenty one. There's that to too. Do. Yeah, there's <laughs> lots. There's you lots of things that we're supposed to
0: do and not do. But yeah, it's you know, right. we're supposed to wear masks right now, and half the people don't want to wear masks. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Fingers Across crossed that we, we all come it. out of this. And let's let's just yeah happy we and got, healthy. That's exactly right. Yep. Anyway, all right. So Dale, have you worked anything? No. Okay, good. I haven't either. So we have we had a <laughs> request to talk about airbrushing. So we're going to use our hobby time to talk about airbrushing. I think that's an appropriate use of our time. I think uh, you guys probably do more fine quality airbrush than I do for sure. They, well, Dale for sure does. Uh, I just use I use my I primarily use my airbrush as a Zenithal highlight primer tool. It's still my, that's a good tool my, for that. My primary primary source for it yeah you just get really good finite control and I can control the angles much better than I can a rattle can and I can do it inside which is the other big huge benefit of it is I don't I, I hate I hate hate taking rattle cans outside spraying it and then getting that weird fuzz or like you know like everything doesn't like nothing looks right and it's like or you get the granular like shit on it and you're just like gotta yeah, start we'll have a big impact on that. strip it down Yep, humidity sucks, and mm-hmm. at least inside my house, I have much better climate control. So I'm able to just prime, prime with an airbrush, and I seem it seems to be less finicky in that regard too. There's something in the aerosol that I think is doesn't like doesn't like humidity. So is uh, there that's a what I brand use. Brand of primer that you're using? I actually use the Badger brand. So I use the styrenes or is what is it called? Uh, something it's called like Steinel Res. Steiner Res, there we go. So I buy yep, the pack. It's, it, hmm. so right now, I don't know if this is a COVID thing. It's, it's hard to come by. It's, you can't, you um, can't find it in I big bottles. I was at the source today, and there is the, all the airbrush and all the paints are very picked over. Yeah, we, I mean, because a lot of them, like Vallejo and stuff is coming out of Spain, and yep. they kind of got, the manufacturing got shut down shut for down. a while, and yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, the supply it's just unfortunate, super like, it's backed hard. up. So. Yep, yep. So sometime we'll get it again and I know that the Badgers Badgers is a US company, but I'm pretty sure they were getting their I'm pretty sure they're getting their primer from overseas and they China. they got a huge batch of it and it sold out immediately again. So and they were having some, you know, it, it's worth noting also that I guess the Gray was having some kind of issues recently. I bought I just bought bottles, so I was like paying attention to this because Apparently the grey was doing nasty stuff like something was not mixed correctly or something in a batch so mm-hmm. a bunch of people were getting bad primer and it wasn't good. So just keep in mind that happens sometimes. But the batch uh, I, I saw, do have a good good track record with the badger primer.
3: I saw there was a new brand they hadn't seen before and it was it very obviously it was new because it was their display was hundred percent stocked, like it you know, it looked brand new plastic, the display and everything. It was called Dork Airbrush, I think it was. That sounds, okay. I hadn't ever uh, heard of them before, but it was the only uh, painting stand that was clearly a new display and was full. So Got obviously it. it hadn't been there very long. And this hmm. is at the source? Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, and, and I imagine they're... I'm sure they're frustrated in the sense that they can't keep paint on the shelf. Uh, actually, so their, their can... GW pots were just fine. They still had well, their contrast, yeah. and, but I think the price is keeping those on the shelf. Yeah, that's that's part of it. And well, and on top of that, it's... Uh, GW's production line has not slowed down. It, well, it has, but it has not slowed down to the point where they're completely locked down and they're, they're not producing right now. So, you know, yeah, they're they, able to get stuff. And I'm, Yeah, they I'm have limited quantities on some good,
1: things. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to say almost everything is uh, limited to two orders. Anyway, so I, I have just a cheap compressor. Uh, I think I have a master compressor. Dale, do you still have a master compressor? Or did you upgrade yet?
1: I'm on my second master compressor.
0: Okay, so i was still on my first, but it's just a cheapo eBay special compressor. I with think mine canister, came with me. Right? Yep, it has a can. Yep. I think that's the big thing is you want to make sure you have a tank. Don't buy a, don't buy a tankless air compressor because you're going to be running it constantly and it's obnoxious. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I don't I don't like having the the compressor running all the time. I, I think you'd have a you lose a that's some pressure variance if you don't have a canister. Yes, Dan mm-hmm. is correct as well. Is that you you because it's constantly pushing, it is never actually getting a constant pressure. You're going to always be kind of waxing and waning as far as what pressure you're pushing at. Um, I got that I, fancy I mean, Badger one that picked up a Depticon. Yeah, I wish I had bought one of those, too, when I was there. I think
3: you basically you stole it from one.
0: some big guy that was next to me trying to get it, too, and i
3: right. in.
5: That dude's going to find you someday. <laughs> you now, now he knows who, who you compressor.
0: are. Like you just announced who you are on... The, on the internet so good luck
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well the chances he listens he's probably a, he's probably a 40k guy probably that would that would not surprise me
3: we're
1: all um, secretly 40k guys I am right.
0: not. Uh, nah, you're not where I started it's okay dude. 40k you started in 40k not fantasy yeah oh, yeah, yeah way I back in high school yeah. learned something new about Jeff today all right yeah.
5: Yeah, I wandered through a hobby store in Rapid City, South Dakota, and they had a pre-painted squad of those plastic Ooh, storm. If you're a 40k player, the plastic stormtroopers, the old ones that were like in berets, okay, for 12 bucks. And I was like, "These look cool, I'll buy them." And then the guy's like, "You know, there's a game that gets played with these." And I was like, "Oh, really? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, I
1: got my start my in 40k actually too, Rogue okay. Trader in college.
3: Wow.
5: Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, my. I was D&D and we started painting minis because we got sick of the arguments about the abstract combats we were having. So <laughs> that's, the, that's my intro to D&D. We're into okay. to minis, yeah. All right. Well, I'm the only fantasy guy here then, okay. Uh, anyway, my first expansion. tabletop was fantasy and it was only 8th edition, so I'm probably the newest
0: guy to tabletop gaming. Yeah.
1: That's all probably right.
0: Probably a lot when, yeah, there's no reason that's not... Nothing shameful all about that. It was a good. It was a good uh, rule set for sure. Um, all right, back to airbrushing on that weird history tangent. <laughs> Getting to know all about right? you. Exactly. So, uh, so that's. I mean, I don't know, Dale. You use it for probably a lot more than I do. I use. I guess I use it for vehicles too. Those are the primary uses I have for it.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's a great tool for um, you know terrain or large flat surfaces. So, yep. Um, and so I, I, I mean that's that's the easiest application for airbrushes in my opinion. Um, and then once once you I mean that's the first time I picked it up was I was painting okay. terrain, and um, and then just kind of as you get used to it and and um, you've worked with it. Then you can kind of discover ways that maybe you might be able to use it um, with your miniature painting and things like that. Priming is a perfect example of something like that, um, and some of your larger larger vehicles like tanks, uh, really really suited for. Um, and then depending upon the particular airbrush, you know, you can. There are some airbrushes that are are absolutely capable of fine detail shading and stuff like that. And this is there one you use? Um, well, I I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm primarily a, um, a Badger, which is um, a U.S. airbrush company located out of Chicago. And the guy who um, I think the owner um, has has been up to um, Renegade the last two years, and so yep. I've yep. actually talked to him. And um, I picked up um, my first my first one was the Badger Chrome, um, and it feels great. It feels great in the hand. Um, no innuendo there, and um, <laughs> it just. It, you know, it was a a great piece of kit. And then they had a fine detail one, the Sotar 2020 that I used. And I used that off of a recommendation from a painter that I really admire, um, here locally said he painted his miniatures with, with the Sotar, his infinity miniatures with the Sotar 2020. And I'm like, okay. And so I picked it up and um, I haven't looked back since, but I don't have any other experience with, with airbrushes beyond just those two. And Rick, you came back from an Acom where you had um, you had taken an airbrush class, and you were talking about one of the, the oh, Evo yeah. Evo airbrushes, I think the evolution. No, it
0: was uh, it was not the evolution. It was actually the oh shit, it was Anhel
1: Geraldes. Uh, it, it was his class, because, wasn't it? Yeah. Because,
0: yeah, the Infinity. It was. I think it was an Infinity. It's it's weird. It's kind of convoluted because it's an Infinity airbrush. Okay, <clears throat> if I remember right. I had actually got uh, an Adepticon 2016
3: special edition airbrush set. It was the Badger Patriot and the Sotar. Okay. Patriot 105 and the Sotar 2020. So yeah. those are the two that I use. Yeah.
1: And so I mean, and so there, you will find that different airbrushes are capable of, of different things. I you just have to work out kind of you know what you want to do or what you hope to accomplish. Now, um, different. The airbrushes um, they do take some upkeep, you know, quite a bit of cleaning. Yes, um, sir. I might get one or two hours use before I break mine down, and and go through the parts and, and clean it. It does. I mean, you know, you're looking at five minutes or whatever the case may be. Um, and there are different things. Just like anything in the hobby, when you get a new tool, there are the accompanying tools. <laughs> you know, there's the airbrush, additional needles um you've probably got an adapter for the uh compressor to go into your particular style of airbrush. Yep. Um I've got different brushes to clean it with. I have a couple of different solvents that I use and and so um it's kind of just I mean airbrushing could could almost be a hobby on its own, but
0: Oh, um, and it is for a lot of people. Like they they'll mm-hmm. paint t-shirts and hoods of cars and stuff with these things. Um yeah, so yeah, so it's not. You just keep in mind when you're buying it that you're not just buying an airbrush and a compressor. You're going to end up buying some other sh- stuff with it, for sure. Yeah. Like,
1: and you know, just like anything else, you, you'll probably be able to watch wow. videos on the internet and and um, and, mm-hmm. and kind of figure out how things work and how it goes. Um, but if you know someone that owns an airbrush, I mean, ask them to kind of show you and and maybe give yourself a little go at it, and mm. that that always is, is fantastic. And if you're here local in the twin cities or something, and we're post COVID or whatever the case may be, you know, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you could, I mean, give me a call, ring me up or whatever. Shoot me an email. and Because that's, that's kind of how I got started was in in the back of some guy's garage. I was just starting with infinity and he's like, Hey, we're getting together to, to try out our airbrushes. And I'm like, okay. And I kind of knocked on the guy's door and, and the, the rest is history. So
0: was that Sean? It's <clears throat> awesome.
1: That it was Sean. Yeah.
0: Okay. So the so the model that I used at that convention was a Harder and Steinbeck uh That's right. Infinity I can't remember which particular Infinity model it was. I think it was a plus uh point two I think is what it was. But again, I so I have a Patriot, I have uh Sotar, and I have one other one. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But so my Patriot has a long, my, a long trigger on it, which is really nice. So it, uh, it's weird because I, I I've always used like real like linear strokes. And one of the things I learned in a class with, with the guy that paints all the studio models for Infinity that's on Hell uh, was he, he does a lot of like short trigger blasts. It's almost like uh, point pointillism. Like he's using just these little bursts of paint constantly, and I think it's the. It, it took a lot of figuring out with him, but we, you know, we sat down and did it. It was a very interesting thing. We working, we were working on a bigger model too, with nice big flat surfaces, so you could get good transitions and stuff. So, uh, you can use it for just about anything. I think that's a that's an important thing to note if you want to try and figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's practice yeah. makes perfect, like everything else. Uh, the other piece of equipment that I would talk about. Uh, and it's something that I bought later which I think I was kind of disappointed that I didn't buy it sooner was a Sonic Cleaner Yeah, um, I think mm-hmm. we've talked about this in a previous episode but you know you can buy them for like 20 bucks on Amazon they run for like 8 minutes they, you, it's, it runs on water you don't want to put anything else in it but you literally just break down your, your, Do your push airbrush just show up in there <laughs> Yeah, do not put just know it'll be a mess. <laughs> so you just, and you just push it and it vibrates like all the paint off of it, almost all the paint off of it. Well, like, it does a great job of cleaning it for you. Like jewelers use it on jewelry all the time. It's uh, actually one of the most common uses for it, I believe. Is
1: like that's a good tip. I'm going to try that. I don't have one of those, so yeah, they're actually sold
0: I've, as
3: uh, jewelry cleaning. In fact, you can use them to clean your
0: rings yep. too. Yep, st- I have stuck all of our jewelry in ours too. So uh, just FYI, if you do that. If you're going to put jewelry in it, I'm just this is going to be a disclaimer here. Uh, if you have any loose diamonds on any of your stuff, they will fall off in it. So, yes, uh, my my wife's my wife's ring lost a diamond at a at a jewelry store because they put it in the sonic cleaner. So, yeah, so look for those before you dump the water out. Yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, look at inspect your stuff afterwards. So every every jeweler will inspect it after it goes through the sonic cleaner for that because they sure enough they pulled it out and they're like, huh, it's missing a stone, and then they like went and looked in the water and they finally found it. So just something to call out if you're going to do jewelry cleaning with your stuff. But it is really handy for, I mean, for lots of things. It's not just for airbrushes, but anything metallic that that has got some kind of crusty stuff on it will, it will help. Mm-hmm. The sonic cleaner will break it up. Nice. So, so yeah. Yeah, so if you're,
1: if you're airbrush curious, um, take the dive. Yep. So.
0: There are millions and millions and millions of videos and YouTube videos on How to clean it? How to how to do Zenithal highlighting? But that's just a way of doing shadows before you start. It's kind of a handy trick to use for painting, Mm -hmm. Um, like any type of. I I don't. I swear, I've found YouTube is a deep, deep rabbit hole of airbrush stuff if you are looking for it. So, and 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 you can reach out to us too.
1: Yeah, and the the cool thing is is that um, if if someone else can achieve a result, I mean, so can you, you know, especially when it comes to an airbrush. Not, not, I mean, not to um, undersell the amount of experience and the tools involved, but you might be really surprised with how easy it is to achieve um, really high contrast, smooth blends with an airbrush. So um, I can achieve things with the airbrush I would mm-hmm. never be able to achieve with my paintbrush. In like a tenth of the time,
5: yeah.
0: That's the big thing is is like the transitions of color between between the you know how long would it take you to build from a red to a you know even a dark red to a red you know like you know, airbrush does it so much better so much quicker it's so nice yeah.
1: and it's 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 a fun puzzle as well that I found because now that I'm using my airbrush and my miniatures. Um, I'm mapping out where what am I going to use my airbrush on and then what am I going to use my paintbrush on and then I'll do my, my xenophil highlighting, I'll come back through, add my inks and and my shades and things like that. Then I'll do my airbrush work and then I'll come in and I'll finish and clean everything up with my paintbrush and the other things that I'm not airbrushing mm-hmm. with. And so it's like it's this fun it's like a mini project as you plan it plan things out and it's just really yeah it's it's a good stuff it's a great tool to have so
0: yeah so do it do, 2021 do is it. around the corner christmas is here you can buy them online uh i think you can find the if you're really curious and you don't really want to break the bank there is a master's i think i don't know if you bought the full kit or not dale but master makes a set first one comes. was the masters with the yeah. kit and it's like 50 bucks yeah, it's the compressor's fine. It has a it has a moisture trap on it. It has a tank. It's decent enough. And it comes with a okay airbrush. It's it's better than a shitty airbrush, but it's not, you know, it's not a badger, but it's not badger. somewhere in between <laughs> and it definitely will get you you know, you can prime models all day long with that with the with the one that it comes with. You you're not going to yep. be you're not going to be painting little nitpicky pieces on models with it though. You're not going to be getting fine detail, but it it is a great place to start i would i would highly recommend it from a standpoint of like you're not going to be overly frustrated but you're also you know you're going to get some experience and have probably have fun with it hopefully and it's great for terrain i guarantee you you'll be fine for terrain That's yeah its primary my use is base
3: yeah. coating yeah. and terrain yep
5: it, yeah. yeah i got so, i got freaky go. with that french army i bought and i did the solder 2020 and airbrushed basically the entire miniatures my french army i don't recommend it <laughs> um, but it was a good learning experience. The French,
3: the French Army or the airbrushing in them?
5: No, no, the French army's fine. It's airbrush Stop. painting them because it's just you're using a very fine airbrush and it's a lot of control. And if you miss a spot or it splutters or something, you're going to be pissed because it's going to wreck a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> but if you uh, like a challenge, it's fun. But, it's
0: practice. Practice makes perfect for sure yeah. in that regard. Yes. The sputtering is hard to to get over, but once you figure it out, it's it stops happening. And yep, um, that's the only other thing is mixing your paint. There's plenty of it, videos on mixing. What pressure your paint. do you guys run your air brushes at? Oh, that's funny. Dale mm-hmm. and I are so mm-hmm. different on this regard. Dale, what do you it's, what do you push It actually
1: at? it actually depends upon the paint and what I'm yeah. pushing through my brush.
0: Yeah. Normally, you're a lot, or is it Jeff that you're normally way higher than I am? Uh, Jeff, Jeff inflates tires with his. I I yeah. could
5: inflate tires with mine. I I run detail work. I run like a twelve, okay, but if that's, I'm doing that's anything normal. But if I'm doing anything big or I'm pushing a thicker paint, I've put mine all the way up to sixty and just let it go. Oh <laughs>
1: man! Wow. Okay.
5: You'll go through a it's cup like, of paint real quick, dude. Do, do you yeah. like brace yourself a little bit first before you? No, but hit be down sure. But but <laughs> seriously, be sure you're wearing a mask when you do that because I've got ventilation, <laughs> but you're still aerosoling a lot of paint. Uh, yes, yeah, you should
3: I, always wear a mask when you're airbrushing. I mean, it doesn't have or, to be the forehead aspirator, but but masks are pretty easy to find these
0: days. So imagine you know, that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I don't I I've done the same thing, Jeff, where I where I crank it up to push you know a, a shit ton of primer out of it in a real short order, and it's nope. I probably 35, 40 somewhere in there. I don't know if it's quite as high as 60, but I work my ass off and look and look just keep painting. And all of a sudden I look up and I'm like I'm in a room full of haze. I'm like, oh yeah, that's not good. I I went and got my respirator and put it on at that point, but the damage already been done. But I was just, you, it does. Especially the higher you go, the more it aerosols for sure. Yeah. So you'll know you're in trouble
5: because you'll you'll blow your nose and there's like a lot of color in there that's not you know a normal (laughs) snot color and you're like, oh, oh no.
0: (laughs) You'll definitely know what color you were painting last night the next day. Yes. Yes. That's not good. All right. No, that's really not good. You should not do that. And I know don't do that. Yeah. It, it, they're non-toxic, but that's still not good for your lungs. So don't do it. No, you should um, well, you, you, It's not. Yeah. The, it's not the paint. It's the aerosol that it, it does the damage to your lungs. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Is so it, wear I'll, wear a mask. Always wear a mask when you're airbrushing. Just
0: yep. safety first, guys. That's right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Yeah. You should. Anyway, it's not a matter.
5: <laughs> I'll, of it, I'll yeah. leave you <laughs>
0: optional on
3: the goggles, but you know. I was going to say oh, I'm like like my just my trying eyes. to
0: think if there's not an aerosol there though it's just pushing through air so there's not really any aerosol chemicals but it's, going on. It's, it's, it's atomizing it's, the paint. It's it's yeah it's the particulates sure. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not an aerosol product though. Okay, all right. Enough nitpicky shit on that. Wear a mask. It doesn't matter. Be, be, Airbrushing, you know. yeah. whenever just in the shower, whenever wear wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> just never take it off. Right. All the time. That's no, a different good kind of, tip. Wear a mask. This is the way. That that could probably be said for a lot of the things that, like even flock and stuff you're not supposed to breathe that shit either. Like
1: uh, Well, this isn't flocking tips and techniques. This is airbrushing. <laughs> no, tips no and right. that'll be yeah, next yeah. that'll be next episode when Don't we worry <laughs> about that uh, 20. When we get no other
0: when we get no ep- when we get no hobbying done, we can just talk about basing next month. Okay. Great. <laughs> all right uh I don't want to talk about this next next topic because I am a hundred percent certain my goals were f- a failure uh so let's look back at our twenty twenty goals from episode forty two Holy cow, that was a long time ago already episode forty two
3: about the thirty two minute mark
0: she's okay. you did you go back and listen to him Pat
3: I did oh just because I was oh, curious man. and I wanted to be somewhat accurate when we did this oh boy.
1: I can't remember so, what we talked about in the last episode. I, there's no I, way I'm going to remember this. <laughs>
0: What's the reason why we record them, so you don't have to remember. <laughs> yeah. So what did we promise we were going to do this year, Pat? All right, so Dale
3: said uh, he, was, he, was, he was pledging that for Operation Snafu, he was, going to be, he was going to be doing some serious pre-write-ups for the communications, and he was going to have those done before sub- September, and he still wanted to do some finish-up work on his Stalingrad board from the last Operation Snafu.
1: Well, I did actually, um, I do have that finish-up work sitting on my hobby table right now. So, that no, kind of got, well, got done. Got, you got a year. Yeah.
0: So, you, so, so your style board is finished?
1: No, no. Oh. I, well, operations in that food didn't happen, so there wasn't a deadline. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, also, that deadline didn't matter anymore. <laughs> you right.
1: You know, but those Sadly. are both good ideas. Yeah. I look forward to 2022.
0: Yeah, just ditto, ditto 2021. Wait, 2021. There you go. Yeah, yeah we don't just yeah, skip the whole year. Yeah, don't please not rest, be don't, no one hit restart in 2020, please. Yeah, right. next year. Yeah. So, yeah, next year. So and Rick
3: was going Uh-oh. to complete his Marines, uh,
0: and his Romanians were going to be done by, by June in time, nope. for, in time for Bug Eater. Nope. That didn't happen. Although, I mean, I'm going to come up with excuses now because we didn't, in all of that time frame, we also had um, the whole going to Ireland for world championships happening, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I, so, I know. So kind of changed things, and then COVID happened. So, yeah, no, that didn't happen. They're still, they're still sitting on my desk. I have them sitting on my desk. It's a, it's the, they're there. They're first in line on the painting table. Just okay. not getting done.
3: And bug the Eater, so the fun.
1: dates have been confirmed, so... They're planning on having it next year, so just um, an mm-hmm. FYI. That's, that's yeah, okay. good.
3: There's a ray of sunshine out there. Right. Uh, Jeff was going to have all the Operation Snafus and narratives written up by June 1st to help Dale with his pre-write-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so clearly that didn't happen either.
5: I, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh I was going to get in 25 games of bolt action. You probably got close. Maybe. Uh let's see. I got I had I think I had 3 with Dale. I for sure had 1 with Rick, 1 with Jeff, 2 with Ian, and I think 1 with Jesse. And if you count okay. the TTS games, I got
0: 3 more on there, so like 12. Well, that's good since we've been you know Eight what eight months of lockdown,
1: yeah. and if if the tournaments we had planned on going to
0: happened, yeah, that would have been another twelve. Yeah, that would, that
1: would have, have been, been quite a
0: few yeah. more. Yeah. So yeah, easily. I think you would have hit you it. You'd have gotten really close, and then, then yeah, yeah, I
3: would have had to pick up just a couple of games here and there, and then, you know, and then um, uh, if I didn't do that, you guys were going to make me play Norwegians, and Jeff was going to paint them for me.
1: Oh. I don't remember this, but I that's definitely I said, goal, I went, I went, I, happening. I had
3: gone first last year with the goals, and then uh, I said, well, careful, guys, with the consequences, because we'll all be playing Norwegians next year if this is
0: the case. Shit. No,
3: i, I not mean, not playing
5: Norwegians. Now, now, just saying, I think if... Uh, adepticon runs an early war theme again we could all just bring norwegians i mean that'd be kind of hilarious
3: hey towards the end of this episode we'll talk about an army that will actually make the norwegians seem very good and playable so (laughs) i
5: I fail to believe that
3: (laughs) Uh, well i'll make a believer of you (laughs)
5: all
0: right so there you go we uh we
3: we collectively missed all of our goals uh but we have a very big asterisk next to that it's it's COVID 19
5: it's called screw Mm -hmm. you 2020 I don't. Right.
3: I don't know how we weren't prepared. I mean, this is COVID nineteen. We should have known about it back in seventeen and eighteen. But I guess we didn't learn anything.
5: No, if that were true, I would have invested a shitload of money in Pfizer in January. Right, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. and then I could pay for all of us to go to any tournament we wanted to. Right, go to. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> have a tour
0: bus yeah. going to all the tournaments. <laughs> right. Uh, well, yeah. It It is what it is. It is so what it is. Right. We'll, well. hope Hopefully, we'll we'll do this next month where we make plans for the year and. Yep. Our goals will be much smaller, since we don't know what the world looks like next <laughs> year yet. I am going to flip a quarter three times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play a game of bolt action, even if it's by myself. <laughs>
5: uh, I, I do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I just have to get shit set up somewhere. Yep. Um, okay. Well, there we go. Uh, did we have any consequences, or only you had consequences, Pat? Only Jeff put the consequences on me. I, I, oh, I there you go. Put well, then we me, have to. F- so. Then we. Then you have to play Norwegians. So then we don't have to. Play but Norwegian, then. But so, then I, so. I pass it all to the rest of you as well. Oh so. crap! Never mind. None of. No, nobody's playing the Norwegians then. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's talk about one of the other. Uh, well, here's the. First, su- first subject of the of the podcast that we talked about on Facebook, or someone was this a mention on Facebook? No, this is this is no one something I we just wanted. At. Yeah, Pat wants to talk about. Okay, well, I think it's a good one to talk about because paratroopers are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They I are like paratroopers. Uh, so we're going to talk about paratroopers, all, all sorts of flavors of them by the looks of it. So, um, except you didn't write Jaggers on here anywhere. Yeah. No, I didn't because because I I ran out of time. And actually, I and think I did, got distracted did, and came
3: back didn't to the know how to
0: Didn't know how to spell it? Yeah, I get it. I can barely pronounce Jager and it's probably <laughs> not even correct. So. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure we'll get told by somebody we're not correct. But that's half the fun of it. Um, all, right. all right, so let's break it down. What what makes paratroopers paratroopers? What makes them so much better than the rest? Because uh, I know, they're all lanes? veterans, and they're all stubborn. And that's like their shtick that's uh, the primary way of getting stubborn troops is your paratroopers, right? Yep.
1: I think that they're all, they're all stubborn. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that recently we've seen, we may have seen an entry where they weren't veteran, but I, I may not be right on that. So no, we did. That was the first one.
0: Uh, shoot. Uh, Pat, can you quick go listen to the last three episodes? Because it was in there somewhere, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's only, it's only a across, day.
3: So, yeah, no. Yeah, we, we, fix this
1: one in post, but I think there yeah. may be a non-veteran option now. But it Not would be I very found. recent. Okay, all right.
3: Not that I found in the, the quick, uh, I think, half hour so I put in clicking through. Okay, I'm probably misremembering that thing. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the U.S. has paratroopers. They've also got paragliders. So those are both veteran. Uh, Britain's the same thing. Uh, Japan has, uh, I'm not even going to pretend to pronounce what theirs is. They do have uh, but they're veteran. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italy has two different, and they're both veteran. Okay. Uh, Hungary has their paratroopers. In addition to being uh, veteran and stubborn, they also have the Motivated Elite, which is that they clear D2 pins with That's their right. order test. And they also have Tough as Old Boots, which gives them uh, an extra melee attack per three guys attacking. That's nice. And, of course, there's the ever-dreaded, why did you do this? Why did you put a parachute on a Gurkha? Well,
1: Gurkha launchers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've got Gurkhas yeah. that are the,
0: now stubborn. The, the Gurkha
1: nerfer?
5: Yes, That's the Gurkha warfer.
0: Gurkha warfer, there we go. Gurkha warfer.
1: <laughs> Nubble Gurkha. Uh,
3: yeah, I think we discussed that a few episodes back. Actually, last episode.
0: It's still going <laughs> to chuckle lot of it every time. All right. Uh, the, the, yeah, by far the silliest unit in the game. Uh, Russians do not have paratroopers.
5: Really, they should. Mm. That's weird. Well, I have not
3: seen an entry for them anywhere. They should?
5: Yeah, they should. Oh, well,
3: how do they feel about that?
5: I don't know. but so they're they not in the base and they
3: haven't shown up in any of the other multi-book searches weird. that I've gone through.
5: Now I'm going to have to go Google because I'm positive they have paratroopers in World War II. Well, then they don't have an entry yet. Well, that's a thing. Also, I... Sorry, I was spacing out here... The uh, not-veteran paratroopers you're looking for are the green Fallschirmjager units in the late war.
3: Okay, yeah, okay. and they're actually inexperienced. Yep. Uh, are they actually still stubborn, too, or are they uh, just... Uh,
5: probably not.
0: Yeah, I don't think they
3: are. I think
5: they're just green.
0: I mean, the first yeah, I article I'm, stubborn. Stubborn, I'm reading is, Russian paratrooper caused havoc in World War II. Here's how they did it they were a pioneer in airborne warfare so they most definitely had airborne, airborne so they're ships. missing an entry for them is yeah. what
3: i'm bro just it, just
5: for reference this isn't exactly world war 2 but there's a picture for the soviet paratroopers deploying off a tupolev of tv3 where they're all just kind of hanging on the wings and then letting <laughs> go and it looks amazing
1: that does sound amazing
5: yeah, they, yeah, I absolutely I, know there are paratroopers in World War II. I don't know why. Why would they not have an entry? That's weird.
3: So this they're is, not in the and they're not yeah. in any of the other armies, any of the other campaign books that I've gone yeah.
1: through.
5: So well, this shows you how much I play Russians. Because my I guess is
0: it. they can't have all of it.
5: Wow. Right.
1: Well, of Were any of the lists, they're there. the ones that do have all of it. So
5: of all the thousands of things they gave the Russian, the Russians in Bolt Action, they didn't give them paratroopers. I mean, come on.
1: And if
3: someone has that entry, let me know because I need to add it to the list.
5: Well, hold on now. I yeah. do see an airborne squad in the in the generic on ooh, Easy Army. Where do they come from? Of course, it just says Army is the Soviet Union, and I know that's not right because it must come from somewhere if they're not in the base book.
1: No, the Armies of is the base book, I thought.
5: Are they? are they? Yeah, that is the base book. They're vet- oh, these guys are way nastier. They're veterans. You can make them tough fighters. They don't have stubborn either, though. Huh.
0: Huh. Huh. Well. Uh are they I'm sure if they get a unit added it's going to be something as cool as like machine gun squad, it'll be parachute guys or something like that, right?
5: Well they'll they'll be paratroopers with like two SMGs and body right. armor <laughs> and treads and you know, something like that. They, they <laughs> actually they're add,
0: actually add. they're actually just tank riders. The tank's got a parachute and they just ride on the tank. The star you know, will get paratroopers. If I can tell
5: you a yeah. fun story about that. The Russians experimented with uh airdropping light tanks. And they're kind of like sure. built in. They basically put wings on the light tank effectively and tried to t- tow it and drop it. It it didn't work, but they yeah. experimented. <laughs> I mean, the with idea
0: it. is cool. I mean, yeah, sounds, I mean we really do that cool. now, right? We drop we drop like jeeps and humvees and shit out of planes now.
5: Oh, you can like, you dope. can airdrop uh, up to uh, what a uh, Sheridan Starship I think which is I guess I don't know if we still use those or not it's a tank but it's got like it's armor's yeah. aluminum instead of metal to keep it light so you can pair drop it but uh, the concept of be been that gets pretty in the hit the or miss tank. well it'll okay, stop everything a under, under <laughs> a 50 cal <laughs> okay. Yeah. which when you're assaulting okay. someplace you're not supposed to go toe to toe with tanks in an assault vehicle right you have know. sure.
3: usually lost if you've done that
5: right it's it's uh, you're only supposed to fight infantry with it, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. Okay.
5: Okay. That's the idea. Uh,
0: anyway. So we've kind of alluded to the sorry, fact history that, diversion there. Sorry. Yeah. yeah no, it's good. Like, I like that because I, I would have never. I didn't even think about the Russians and why would they not have? Why would they not have had them? Uh, anyway, so we kind of alluded to the fact that it sounds like everyone other than the and basically Russia has paratroopers. Well, the minor, a lot of minor countries
3: don't have them either. I don't, sure, believe, yeah, I don't yeah. believe Romania has them, but I'm not 100% no. certain on that. It,
0: no, because they didn't have any way of getting them in the air.
1: Right. Yeah, but first
0: requirement would be the plane. Yeah, they have to have some air dominance of some kind somewhere to, to be able to drop trooper, troops behind lines. So, okay. Uh, let's talk about how we would use them in a, in a list. Because I think that's a interesting... Well, I know that uh topic. people playing
3: the entire uh list of British airborne is is a thing, is a nice
0: starter thing. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's British do it very well too because they get the special rules to kind of make them all that much better. Yeah, up and at 'em with uh with with paratroopers is freaking outstanding.
3: Uh play the Market Garden list or almost anything out of the Market Garden campaign book and you got lots of really good options. nice thing about the the Market Garden list out of the straight armies of Great Britain or the Commonwealth um, is the fact that you can get... So you you give up basically your armor, but you can get, like, three machine gun Jeeps, which are, like, Jeeps uh, with twin machine guns, so they're pumping out ten shots. They're a veteran for 45 points. That's pretty sweet. You can get two mortars in there, which is pretty sweet. I and would then, give
1: up my tank slot for that all day long.
3: And then yeah. you can get a veteran Piat. Man, man, I didn't really sell that ending very well, did I?
1: Liz, <laughs> you can... You well, know, you don't have to take that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I ran this list, I think, was, was the first Bug Eater. must have been the second. The first... One of the earlier Bug Eaters we went to, and it was a good list. It, it did well enough when I didn't know exactly what I was doing, and I had a lot of fun playing it, so... And this is when I was was able to get the snapped action, you know, had the little mortar pit and did the, the snapped action of both the mortars, which is really nice.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think that was fine until the last game when I played against somebody who had two snipers and just took out my mortar teams because that's a lame rule, but, you know.
5: <laughs> You're not wrong.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, so, now you know not to deploy them where they can be easily picked off by snipers.
3: I do know that now. Mm-hmm. I think I knew that then, but it probably the terrain didn't allow it or something. I don't know.
5: Yeah. Or it's just bad luck. These things happen.
3: They do. Right? So, have any of you ever actually like done a paratrooper force?
1: I have mm-hmm.
5: Well, I mean, that army that of Italians that I'm sitting on my bench not painted are all airborne. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um. I intend to in the future.
0: Yeah, I, I actually have never run paratroopers in general. Um, I, I don't know why. Just
5: what's what's I nice about the
3: stubborn is I've had them take a, a heavy mortar to the face and lost half the unit and then still made the, the morale check because I didn't have to deal with the, the four pins I got. Yeah. So it was nice that the unit was still there, mm-hmm. but the downside was now there's only, like, four or five guys left and they got four pins and the mortar's ranged in on you. That's usually not great, yeah. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. a great situation to be in. You better hope you have a, a good se- a good first lieutenant nearby that can get those troops to move out of the way before that shot comes in again.
1: I mean, stubborn is it's just a point, so it's not prohibitive. And it is nice on those odd well, maybe not odd but the occasional times where it does come in useful. I, I sure. mean, I, I, yeah, I don't, I guess in the, in our meta, there aren't a whole lot of pipe plates. And again, you still, even if, if you do make that stubborn check, you've still got the mortar ranged in all those kinds of things. It's just, I don't know. It's that the rule itself doesn't feel to me like it has a lot of teeth with the way that bolt actions played currently. So it's not yeah. an
3: auto win by any stretch of the imagination, no. but I think it lets you yeah. over, I think it's a good, uh, Learning, learning unit, is that a good way to do it? Because Well, first of all, veterans, veterans for three points yeah. are the best upgrade in the game Yes, for what you get for it.
1: Yeah, that's a good sure. call.
3: And then when I, you're putting one extra point on there to be able to test on full morale, I think is nice. I could see where that would be a good intro.
5: I, I can see them being fairly... I mean, I again, I have not used them very often, but I think they're very good. They, I, li- I like the stubborn rule.
0: Yeah, they can land an objective, like if they're on an objective and, okay, so that something, you know, you get get four pins on them, who cares? Like they're just going to stay on their objective anyway and they're they're survivable. I mean, not that any veteran isn't survivable, but if you're putting, you know, if they're soaking up pins, they're, you know, they're kind of doing their job even if they're not Mm -hmm. taking wounds. I don't know. So
3: over a a regular troop, they're automatically going to be, what, 33% better on order tests?
1: Um, uh, as far as stubborn goes?
3: No, as far as veteran goes. And then the stubborn on top of that is just, you know, the,
1: well, the morale the, um, casing. I mean, the veteran just gives you one extra pip of leadership. Yep, which I is a lot. I don't think that's 33% more, though. It although goes from
0: 9 to a 10. Yeah, it's not although quite 33%. It might,
1: I mean, I guess how many times do you roll a 9 versus a 10? That, that might actually be a pretty significant, but you're rolling 9s quite a bit anyways. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I mean, but it, it's only a point, so it isn't. It isn't a prohibitive cost upgrade. It isn't. What I'd like to see is is uh, some kind of built in special deployment rules. So,
0: yep, I agree. That would that would be amazing. Like, hey, what a great segue! <laughs> <laughs> well, I. It did, maybe it's a good time for a, a story because I think this is a, when Jeff and I were playing in teams at Adepticon. Got what was that four years ago now?
1: How yeah, long ago was this? It
0: seemed like a long time ago now. Uh, I don't know who were we playing. What was what was their list? I can't remember what army was it. U.S. had to be uh, had to be had U.S.
5: To be US yeah, I'm p- pretty positive it was U.S.
0: And they, he had a big ass unit of paratroopers. But they were, yeah, and they were paratroopers. I'm sure they were. And he they, were, they got they were he like ran them up at the beginning of the game into the middle on an objective, and like presented us no other targets the entire like basically most of the rest of the game, and like we. Put a lot of firepower into that one unit. It's and we finally we pinned it out, right?
5: We did. Well, the yeah. it was it was in hard cover as well, like a trench right. or yeah. something. So like even we could get hits occasionally on it, but we couldn't kill anybody. I mean, it was really hard to get rid of them. We, we just kept putting pins on them.
0: Yeah, but they weren't like they basically were just like they had not given us anything else to shoot at. So we're like, all right, I guess we're shooting at that unit again. Yep. Like, we have done our damage, but I guess we'll take some more shots here. Yeah, didn't have any better targets to, because if I remember, I, there was like weird sight. I, if I remember the scenario, it had some weird line of sight thing going on too. Like
5: yeah, it, there was
0: something crazy like that.
5: There was some crazy stuff going on. <sighs> yeah,
0: in, in addition to being hungover, I'm sure that didn't help things <laughs> any. But um, yeah. yeah, it was it was it, w- it was memorable for sure. When you're like, oh, we just. Pinned out a veteran unit. We put ten pins on a
1: paratrooper. Well, a vet, uh, yeah, a veteran stubborn unit in hard yeah. cover. That's probably going down. That's that's what you have to get rid of that one. Unless it's you got some flamethrowers. Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah, we weren't no, I mean, we
0: weren't really getting that close either. We were kind of. St- I think we were hunkering down in cover too. But yeah, I don't know. Wasn't don't that the, t- the doubles details, game where
5: the the guy had all the paratroopers and his and his partner had the three Shermans?
0: Yeah, and, and he like. He failed one... T- I can't remember what happened. Yeah. We killed one, one the, right away.
5: We killed one, like, first turn.
0: Yep. And then... And then one ran away or Like, when we put a pin on one and it failed its check and ran back to the edge of the yes. table. And he did that twice or three times in a row or some stupid shit like that. Right, and in the meantime, really we killed unlucky. the other one.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That and was... I, uh, I mean, the guy had three order dice for his list, and he was just... I felt bad. He didn't get to play very much, even though... I know it was only three order dice. But man, I who was it? Was that...
0: Was that Seamus? I can't remember for sure. I think it might have been. He was, he was like, he like, admittedly like, or, or justifiably kind of bitter about. It. He's like, I had three dice, and I, the one thing that's still doing anything is not doing anything. So he's kind of like, I'll just sit here and watch you play. If I remember <laughs> right, I don't know. It was it was pretty humorous. Yeah, he was he was a good sport about it, even though it was like, yeah, that's what happens when you play tank wars in a team battle. you get three dice, dude.
2: Yeah, that's usually so, how it works.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it was a really weird. I remember it being really odd. And I remember we, yeah, we had killed the tanks and then basically a veteran squad, and that was basically the whole game. Yeah. By the end of it, anyway. Okay, so let's talk about getting them on the get. Well, so we want to talk about how the weird deployment rules, the fun, the fun stuff, the the best part about these. Uh, so, there, I had read a better one, but the the one that I
3: sent the link to you guys to is the Geronimo, or how did you want to say it, Rick? i I I've, I've already recorded geranium, yes, it's geranium uh so there's an article, and this is a, of course a first edition uh one of those uh experimental rule things that mm. no one likes to lot at their tournaments but <laughs> what a bunch of yeah. blankets I know, so in this one you have your paratroopers and you leave them in reserve, but instead of bringing them on your table edge, uh you instead put an order dice uh somewhere does it say where? Place an order dice on the table with the direction modifier. Okay, so uh, this is coming out of reserve. I think they have a better one when they come out on flank. So you put it basically on your table edge, and you have a, a, a directional. So if you don't realize it, all the order dice there's a little tiny arrow on them. So you point that, and your comp- opponent can turn it up to 45 degrees, and then you roll 2d6, and you put another order dice at the end of that, and that's where you put your first guy, and you drop them at one inch. So you're making like basically a stick, you know, a line of these mm-hmm. guys. And that's oh, how you're supposed to... Yeah, that's that's how this particular set of rules is saying, to deploy them. And then once they do that, they suffer a pin and dice does turn to rally and yeah, without actually rallying, and so basically they can't do anything the turn they come on, so... Yeah. And then enemies mm-hmm. in ambush can all fire at them, which sounds like a great time. Does so. black
0: happen too? Uh, not in this particular one. Well, that's, that's good. That's good, yeah. Like, it should get flack, but I'm glad it doesn't, because that would be really right. brutal. And then they got similar things for doing a glider. Has
3: um, the, the glider got more dice to it? Uh, so the glider is at least 12 inches long, 3 inches wide. You can use, like, whatever for it. And then you, have to, do roll, you have to roll on the landing impact
0: table to see if any of them got killed, which is like, <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Jeez. This sounds awful. Everything about this sounds awful. Like, I, no, no, thank you. Which I think is why we came up
3: with better ones. I had also seen one where you basically are lobbing your order dice at the table, <laughs> and where it lands is then where you start the stick and stuff like that in the direction uh, that the order dice ends up pointing. Yeah. Um, and if you're really particular about your terrain, maybe you just hold it about six inches above the table where you want it to and just drop it.
5: <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, and then there is was one Jeff came up with.
1: Which works this, awesome. This it does. Is fun as long one. as this
3: someone knows is... how to throw a paper airplane.
1: Well, yeah. I gotta right. have to make the paper airplane as well.
5: That's right. Yeah. You, you have, have to, to make, make the glider, different glider first. Yeah. And you have awesome. to
1: prevent the opposite team from sabotaging said paper glider. I'm a little bitter about that still, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: sound fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I think it's your fault why for, why for you tell it, someone else's. Yeah. Yeah, go through this. What what were we doing and why were we doing it?
5: Well, we were we were doing an Evan and Mall scenario for early war with the Germans landing gliders on top of the fort, and uh, I thought it would be fun to represent the gliders if we had the guys take paper, make themselves a paper airplane, and then stand about five, six feet away from the table and throw the paper airplane towards the table, and wherever that paper airplane came to rest, that's where your troops got out of their glider at. Yeah, and what great. happened
0: if, what happened if your plane missed the
5: table? If your plane went off the table, I think you got one. They went back in reserve, and I think you got one more chance the next turn. Yeah. If, if you back, mu- muffed it happened. again, they were just they landed somewhere not in the battlefield.
3: And I was playing against Jason, who had none of his planes ever land the table ever. Till I finally said, "Just put your dudes in the table so we can play the game." <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, that can happen if people aren't good at. If it's drafty or you're not a paper airplane engineer, you know. Or you never learned or how to make paper airplanes. Sometime. Or, throw or, or, or someone, someone
0: gave you one and said, here, throw this one, and it, it turns out to be a piece of shit. Like.
5: And just for the record, if someone wanted to bring in a 172 like airfix glider and throw that at the table, please don't hit my train. But, uh, hey, if you're willing to wreck a model for it, go for it. <laughs>
3: wow. I would, I would uh, go with maybe one of those balsa wood kits.
5: And the go. might be lighter.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, the oh, pulse the ones pulse. Are pretty light. Is that the one where you get the rubber band and you, like, spin the propeller up on it? And yeah, you, you can look, it get a prop on it. Oh, yeah, sure, have...
5: yeah. That's a that's that's a prop plane, though,
3: man. Oh, well, sorry. Well, okay, well, you don't get the propeller. You just kind of yeah. have to glide it in. You mm-hmm. still have to. You'd well, still no, have you have glide. the propeller one, and you have the one tied behind it on a string
0: there that doesn't go. have the propeller. <laughs> it's go. where
3: that one lands is where you. It's where that one lands. And while it's in the air, so, you have to cut the... Wait a minute. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, you have oh, to have a second gosh. string to let go of the glider. Yeah, no, that sounds... I've um, a pin release mechanism. Um, wait. Why don't we just actually top. just jump on the table, like, see where where you land, Pat, and then that's where... Because I spend a lot of time in that terrain. Yeah, right? Yeah. I the, imagine The that balsa wood would be okay, though. It would not be too damaging, I don't think, but it'd be fun.
1: I imagine that there were a lot of... Um, uh, participants in the world war Two that were put in situations that were like oh my god i'm gonna shit my pants but i definitely think that climbing into one of those gliders oh god and then being pulled by the, the plane in front of you and then going through that whole thing holy jeez that had to be something else wow
0: well yeah and yeah and the fact that you're you know the gliders are made of like freaking plywood there, there's no armor on yes. them whatsoever. You're, you, right, you're yeah, lucky if so you're sitting on your helmet. Like, uh, like I'd rather be in the plane. Quite honestly, I'd rather jump out of a plane and in a parachute than ride one of those gliders. Because, dude, yeah. that sounds I'd rather not sounds be scary. In one of those altogether. But you know, no, I mean, that's I mean, a different I, thing. Pretty extraordinary yeah. stuff. Yeah, no. no, for sure. Absolutely gutsy, gutsy people doing this stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and they
3: didn't have the the high tech parachutes they do have now. That you know, you had no control over where you're going to end up, whatsoever. I no, mean, sure. there's yeah. guys falling down chimneys and wells and stuff like that. I mean, you yeah. got to be a pretty tough cookie to want to do something like
0: that.
5: Yeah, no doubt.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like they did a pretty good job. Like Warlord has done a pretty good job of representing. I would say, arguably, some of the. Mm, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm over characterizing paratroopers, but they seem to be some of the harder dudes on the that fought in World War II. But yeah, yeah, no, I I feel like they, I don't know, they did a pretty good job. They didn't make them all paratrooper Gurkhas, but they still are. Repre- Man, they represent wrong. pretty well.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Give them enough flavor that they're that they you know people will take them. I there's value well, in them. It, if you're if you're starting out, that's significantly fewer models that you have to worry about painting honestly to get them on the table yeah unfortunately like if you want to do germans the Fallschirmjager are their their uniforms are ridiculous like yeah you might be if able to get to... away with not doing them that way but they really look they really do look good when they're in their camo
5: yeah
1: was that the uh, the dot camo that they had yes that was a different Okay. I
0: typically, drive. I think it was the P dot. I, yeah. I think they might have had a couple variants, but mm-hmm. I most commonly see them painted in the P dot.
1: Yeah, well, it looks great. If it if it's done well, it looks amazing. So
0: yeah, yeah. It, it does look good when it's done well. So, um, mine are all still in their boxes. Safe yeah, so. mine are too. I've, I you know what? That actually would be a good challenge to like. I have done very limited camo on bolt action models. I've done it on some other models before, and it. it I like doing it. It's enjoyable, but it's, it is a lot of work. And it would be fun I, to did, do. I did some
3: British SAS, I want to say three years ago, for mm-hmm. one of the first Adepticons we went to, and they looked like literally clowns at a circus.
2: <laughs>
0: it was not well, good. Why mm-hmm. did you paint them in reds and blues with collars on? <laughs> why
1: do they have well, big blue hair and white noses? White, white right? yeah, deep
0: red,
3: and green <laughs> is what the SAS... Yeah. Colors are because the white was the base for the SAS. I you can't pick the colors that they used, right? I mean, can, well, I, I believe my technique was flawed. Is kind of what it comes down to. I mean, it was right. still early on in my my bolt action painting, so got to be
1: careful. Now, everyone's going to think that you that you think that the British SAS look like a bunch of clowns.
3: Well, oh. they're eighteen points of models,
0: so they're not going to be on the table a whole lot like aren't those guys are pretty badass if I remember right. Uh
3: yeah they're so, so they're basically commando fanatics with pistols.
1: Yeah that's pretty badass. Yeah and I, I they, mentioned in real you know, life I didn't necessarily mean yeah.
3: the
0: game but yeah. oh well yes <laughs> game wise too has it pretty well captured they yeah, are yeah. yes. Not not Gurkha special but air service super good. Cool yes. All
2: mm-hmm.
0: All right uh, I think we should all. Go fold some paper airplanes and practice that because that was pretty bad when we did it. I remember that could not being it, it being incredibly fun, but also some people didn't do very well at it. I don't, but, uh, whatever. It was a, it was a great way to make that scenario work. I thought it was fun. Um, yeah, I think we should take a break. We'll come back in three and a half minutes. I don't know what the music is this time because Pat wrote break. Don't tell Rick what the break music is, so I don't know what the break music is. So you're going to have secret. to enjoy it. Good luck. We'll be <laughs> we'll, luck. We'll, we'll be on this journey together, whatever this music is.
5: It, <laughs> I know it's. Been, I
0: know it's not journey though. Right.
3: Well, I that? won't
5: stop believing. It is definitely <laughs> not journey. It <laughs> definitely, it'll
3: It'll still be on par with everything else, and we we might be starting to
0: repeat. At this point, just because there was well, like there's only fifty six songs in all of the <gasps> World War Two catalog?
1: We actually played two songs in an episode. Did you even listen? Jesus.
0: Oh jeez. <laughs> well, I just assumed because of the one episode I listened to was Walting Matilda. <gasps> oh my god, <laughs> god. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It'd be Waltzing Matilda. Deal with it. <laughs>
5: no. No,
3: probably be something paratrooper
0: themed, I'm sure.
3: Oh
5: or we holiday a themed if there's
0: any holiday World War II holiday songs. Since it since we are now moving into the O oh, Tannenbaum? The, what's that? O oh, Tannenbaum? I
3: don't I'm sure. That's um, the German oh, Christmas tree.
1: Yep, O oh, Tannenbaum. Oh, Tannenbaum. Oh
0: yeah, okay. It's, uh, oh. That's like the sure. most yeah. German I know. <laughs> it's a Christmas song. Sure. Uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes. Enjoy the music.
2: Here
4: comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Vixen and Blitzen and all his reindeer are pulling on the rain. Bells are ringing, children singing. All is merry and bright Hang your stockings and say your prayers Cause Santa Claus comes tonight Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus Right down Santa Claus Lane He's got a bag that is filled with toys For the boys and girls again Hear those sleigh bells jingle jangle what a beautiful sight. Jump in bed, cover up your head. Cause Santa Claus comes tonight, tonight. Santa Claus comes tonight. Happy day, Happy time. listen to the thousand chimes. Cause Santa Claus comes your way today. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He doesn't care if you're rich or poor, for he loves you just the same. Santa knows that we're God's children, that makes everything right.
2: Fill your hearts
4: with a Christmas cheer, cause Santa Claus comes tonight, tonight.
2: Santa Claus,
4: Santa Claus comes is coming tonight, tonight. stand by. Happy time. Listen to the bells and
2: chimes.
0: Here comes Santa Claus. There it is. All right. Welcome back. Hope you like the music. It's great. It's always great. When is it not great, Pat? You do a great job picking out good music. Mm-hmm.
1: Thanks. You do a great job, Pat.
0: Yes, you do. You're doing Thanks. a great job and all. Uh, we still have a podcast, so that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> we do.
1: We haven't played in months, and we're still, we still have a podcast. How,
0: how, yeah, how do we have a podcast? I mean, to be fair, most people haven't been able to play for months, so we're kind of in the same boat as everyone else, right? They're all painting away, just ready for the day.
1: And if you're still listening, thanks for that. I mean, no one's playing, tournaments aren't happening. I mean, we're still getting books, and Warlord is still around and, and releasing stuff, but yeah, thanks for listening.
0: Right? All right. Um, so during all of this, Pat, you have been secretly behind closed doors, kind of talking with John Russell and Paul. Like because we've been talking, you know, we've been doing tournaments with with Warlord people now. Like we see them enough, and we've met them, and I've seen Paul Walker in a kilt and all that fun stuff. Uh, all they have you, to do is be at a convention on a Saturday, and you yeah, to well, fair to point. All right, so millions, John of Russell, thousands, in the kilt, by the way. Oh, it's John Russell in a kilt, yeah. Not Paul Walker in a kilt, you're right. Uh, no, Paul um, Walker
1: also
3: does the kilt. He does? On Saturdays, oh, does he? Okay. Yeah, does, we Apparently, at, we uh, shot at Depticon last year, we played against him in a kilt. It's true. Yep.
5: We weren't wearing the kilts, he was. Right. <laughs> uh, next year, we should wear kilts.
0: Well, he's Scottish, so you know what's... Snafu's kilts. With underwear. S- skilts?
1: There's there's skilts.
0: Kilts. Skilts. No, they're, uh, what are those called? Is that a, uh, a, a kilt with, with skirt, uh, stilts? Squirts. Squirts? <laughs> no, these are all bad yes, ideas. I'm... What are you doing?
1: wear <laughs> some shorts with stilts. On my curves.
0: Kilts with stilts. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: In case you need to do some stucco work, I guess. I don't know. Right, yeah. If I ever make uh, a drywall company, it's now going to be kilts. And there's stilts and kilts or kilts and stilts. I don't know which one, but one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> It's horrible. Good luck getting uh, off the ground with that one. Uh, well, it's uh, really easy. You're on stilts, uh, and anyway. you. <laughs> <laughs> trying to just give you a little history and background is what well. <laughs> the hell's going on here. So we it's talked great. about <laughs> it's going well. So I, Paul Walker talked to us about uh, organized play. Was it organized play? They're now calling it. Oh, supported play. No. Supported okay, supported play. So Warlord is is backing up their product a little bit more with tournament play. Which I think is great I think that we talked about this before it's a great step forward uh, so we've gotten kind of the brief the early look at it I think this is still early look it's not 100% completed yet or it, is it, it needs a polish, I... polish? sure okay um, well polish. so that being said lowercase polish they po- don't need no we don't need polish that's fine um, let's let's kind of talk about this so uh, so just, a, I was just hoping a for recap. more scenarios
3: so just to recap, here's here's the the concept that has as it has been explained to me, and I'm sure if you listen to uh, John Russell anytime in his Warlord Wednesdays, uh, he talks about this somewhat frequently. But basically, uh, they have several different packs for an up and coming TO or even a veteran TO to help organize their events. It goes everywhere from how to set it up, how to deal with unruly players, and how to pick scenarios that can be done. And so the gist of this is to have uh, a packet of 12 to 20 scenarios, and they will be, you know, they might be changing them out when they figure some aren't working great for competitive play, they might be having some good submissions that they might add some more into it. So they're considering these all living documents that they can be changed. It's being tested in the U.S. first before it gets rolled out to the rest of the world. And the thought is that, you know, here you're a TO, I want to run an event, they give you all the information you need to run an event, you pick... Uh, Whatever scenarios you want to out of this pack, you don't have to dream up on your own. You don't have to just run straight book scenarios, although many of them are. And that's what it is. And they organize it into three different levels that they're calling it right now, which is the bronze, the silver, and the gold, mostly because they have those order dice that they'll be pumping out for prize support with that, in addition to certificates, the little blow-up artillery shell for prizes and and stuff like that. it, all this stuff will come in an attorney pack, um, and the organizer will get it, and they'll be able to do the tournament, and they'll be able to report, and then they'll be the, they'll be using the best coast pairings for all the reports to be set there. Easy Army is going to be set up so that you can you know build your list there, and then you can submit it directly to your tournament organizer, and he doesn't have to do any work to know if it's a, if it's a legit list or not because it'll be set up on Easy Army to do that. So the That'll bronze and first. silver. The, the, well, they're working with Greg very thoroughly on getting all this. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. Uh, there is there is a, um, and I'll, when we post this episode, someone will remind me and I'll track down. There's an email that you should be sending if you notice anything that's discrepancy on the Easy Army that you should send it to. And Paul Walker and John will work through it with Greg to make sure it gets corrected. So, Sweet. so Sweet. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it sounds like once it gets going, it'll be a good deal, and once we get to have tournaments again, that'll be even more fun.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the big trick, is being able to actually try this in, in the wild. So the so bronze like, level are
3: minimum 10 players, minimum 750 points, minimum 3 rounds. Uh, you can have whatever army composition you want to. If you want to allow theater selectors, if you want to allow any units that's printed in a book anywhere, you can do that. Same thing with silver, but I think that goes to a minimum of 16 players, and I think it's still minimum of 3 rounds, but can be 5 rounds. And again, you still have the full discretion over you know what the army composition is. You get to the gold-level ones, and those right now are limited to only the armies of units. Uh, and then, of course, they, they bring in the Australian and the Chinese from their respective books, and hopefully they'll be including the Canadians from the new dj 2 book. So you can play those, but right now you can't use any of these other units that are out there at this stage. Even, even if they say with, they're
0: for reinforced platoons, right? Yep,
3: yeah, I am I'm working with uh, with John Russell and, and, and Paul Walker on this, and I have comprised uh, every army entry from all of the campaign books, and I have it in a nice PDF. I've or, sorry, I have it in a nice Excel sortable file. And I've sent it to him, and we'll be working together to see if these can be allowed in these gold level events, but as for right now they are not. So that's what they're that's cool. what this competitive play is and that's what their supported play. did they change the name halfway through, I don't know, it's messing me up.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: but so we're just gonna kinda touch on this what these scenarios are. The, I mean they're kind of in their infancy and we'll just kinda we'll just kinda give you a quick rundown of what they have going thus far and we'll you know,
0: that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, totally cool. All right, so the packet has So is the first thing they've done is minute. they've... Oh, yeah, go yep, ahead. Right okay. now. Yeah.
3: yeah. So the first thing you have to be aware of is that they have all the special rules centrally located, you know, for what for deployment is, what objectives are, and what
0: prepar- no, preparatory is. Was, I wasn't is. even going to dig into that, just knowing that that's likely to change based on feedback. And I mean, I think that's a... Like, I don't know. Yep. We can go we, through it. Tried I mean, I think that's a... a, we, a yeah,
3: We've tried this Operation Snafu, and you know, we have, uh, here's, these rules apply to every scenario, okay, and people read the scenario and come up to me and go, hey, how do we do this? What's yeah. the second line on the first page? Oh, yeah, I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, players only barely read what's in front of them, so. Yeah, yeah. well, they want a one-pager. When they walk up to a table, especially like, uh, I mean, I, I look at a goal-level tournament, and the only one that I know of is is the World Team Championships. Like, I don't, don't want to have to look nationals. at nationals or yeah or, or nationals even it does, yeah like they're they're super high level events. I in you know and WTC was what was the round limit two hours. Yep, you can't waste time looking at three pages in a book in a packet to try and figure out what the rules for that particular scenario. You need them like all on one sheet. Like here's your one sheet for this game. Everything you need to know is on it. Outside of how to win the game. Or like it tells you how to win the game, but how like how do you how do you win the game? you know you know what I'm saying? No strategy, but it tells you everything you need to know about the winning conditions. Hmm. I don't know um yeah i it's an interesting way of doing it, but I, to Pat's point, we've already gone down this rabbit hole we we from experience have done this. it doesn't work. we you need to kind of conclude that with every scenario. Uh, so there are 12 scenarios currently in this, in this one, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we, so we, we went over that part. So let's talk about some of these scenarios. So there's 12 scenarios. Are there any attacker defender ones in here? Well, let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's start let's at the top. through and find out. Yep, we, yep. we like your live reactions, Rick. So no man's <laughs> land. That's the first scenario. There you go. Nice cover. <laughs> Uh, scenario, yeah. So scenario one here is no man's land. I think we've seen this all before. I don't think it's, there's any it's twist a straight, on it either.
3: It's a straight book scenario. Yep. Um, uh, it is important to note that there is only three possible outcomes. You will either win, lose, or draw. Yeah. There's no major, minor victories, major, major, minor losses. which I know a lot of oh, a lot of GTS okay. like to run just to give some some breakup points between those that win all five games and those that barely won all five games, you know. Yeah, just, or even three-game so three,
0: three game tournaments, if you have a three-game tournament, you need more separation for yep 20-man, three-game-game man tournament. You can't just rely on that somebody is going to have gotten to play the top-level table. Like, you know, right. you're not going to necessarily be able to pit one and two at each other and not all have three time. and four, you know, end up in the same exact scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to be super cognizant of that, so I think that's why I, I've we've been to a lot of tournaments, not necessarily just bolt action tournaments, and like the more points you can separate people by, just based on how they win the game, makes a big difference. And I think that might be something that they need to look at a little further, just as far as like, I mean, it's nice that you get three points for a win, but I think you need to have a little more variance on minor versus major victories. Right. Yeah. You know, you you eked it out in the seventh turn, or you 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 crushed them from yeah. the word go, and you tabled them. Yeah you know in some regards i like that they don't necessarily make it so that you're you know you're you're encouraged to not take your your boot off the throat so to speak right you're not gonna i'm not saying you're gonna do this because you shouldn't anyway probably but you know you might play a little softer if you know you're winning make it a better game for your opponent if that's something that matters to you. But I think that that's not something. If you're true. going for the sportsmanship award, like Jeff always does, it doesn't <laughs> exist in this scenario pack, as far as it we can tell. It does not, no. Yeah. Um, but most TOs do include some kind of sportsmanship award, which is good. It's not a bad thing. But, you know, it doesn't encourage you to, like, level your entire opponent's army if, you know, the max you're going to score is three points, regardless of how well you do. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Spiky people are going to be spiky anyway. That's just the way they are.
5: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So that's scenario one. We know that one. Yeah. Scenario two. Uh, I've I've met this scenario before. It's meeting engagement. We've we've been here, done that one too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you know one and two are in the book right away. And oh, you know, look at that. Yeah. So if you know
3: your book scenarios, you're you're already in great well, shape.
0: And these scenarios are good. Like they're they are strong scenarios to play, for sure. A meeting engagement is a very good vanilla scenario.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I, like Absolutely.
0: I, I think that is like the... Yeah, no man's land is a little bit weird, but the, the meeting engagement is a very good player introduction scenario. Or, you know, I, I guess it's not necessarily just player introduction scenarios too, but it is a good one to start with. Uh, look at this. Uh, scenario three, key positions. It's like we're Actually, seeing a trend this, here. Honestly, there's probably... the. Probably one of the best book scenarios for competitive play. Yeah, it I would really agree. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It has a lot of nuanced strategy to it. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: And they still got the D3 plus two, so I mean, it's still it's still what the book has.
1: This one, okay. um, uh, to add a cliche, is one that will separate the men from the boys.
0: Mm, so. and this makes me an infant, so. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: it's because a good scenario. Of, uh, because of all so the well. nuance that there is, in particular with the objective play, so. Yeah. And, and the objective it, placement.
0: And so. doesn't this have, does this one have mixed, this one does not have mixed deployment. Shouldn't it have mixed deployment? Uh, this one is actually,
3: uh, so in this, there is, forward deployment is
0: not allowed. Right, but isn't? But I thought it was mixed uh, Mixed ranks, the, where you can come up from any table edge. No. Uh,
1: outflanking is allowed, but this isn't a confused deployment. This right. is not
0: confused. That's what I was thinking of. Right, so th- this this differs from
3: uh, from the key positions in the book is that this they're saying that forward deployment is not allowed as this. Okay. No forward deployers are allowed as part of the first wave either.
2: Hmm. Eugh. Hmm. So that's not a book
3: scenario anymore. Yeah, they changed it a little bit, didn't they? Yeah.
1: Well, but and it's important to be aware of that because that could potentially change how, where you put your objectives. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, totally. And well, and it and it does it does some kind of key important things too. Particular to the Soviets about taking away some of those scout options. Can't yeah. you can't be on objectives early, early game, mm-hmm. which is good. I think that's not a bad change. I mean, nothing else really matters as far as objectives go, do they? Snipers don't care; like they aren't going to do anything anyway. Contest I guess. They don't, they don't shoot the, well. No, now that so. This is not our
1: snipers start. aren't able to deploy on the on, the t- on right, right? On
3: no, because there. of four, yeah, four deployments. Right, but knowledge. they. Any any unit, artillery, infantry, can claim an objective. So they could have claimed an objective if they were allowed yes. to be forward deployed. Someone uh, I think posted that thing. They want to know what our favorite house rule is. You know, have, my favorite house rule is the fact that it's snafu, small teams can't claim objectives, but they can contest it. Yeah,
0: I like it. That's yeah. my favorite. That's my favorite house rule. But yeah, it's that's funny. Not we don't have this. very many, but that's yeah. It's another another discussion for another day. Right. See episode fifty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shit, so, make me write that down. <laughs> C, uh, uh Okay, so the next one's uh, double envelopment. So scenario four is double envelopment. That's uh, the, of the book. Uh, so, so allowing
3: for deployment as normal. Not, not, not my favorite flanking, scenario. Which it shouldn't
0: be. Uh,
3: it's. A t- it's a tough scenario. It really is. Huh? No flanking. No yeah, preparatory bombardments. No hidden setups. <clears throat> yeah.
0: It's, yeah. I think I think the challenge is is that you know, they have this wide community of bolt action players that have been making scenarios for tournaments, like you know, how many Adepticon scenarios have we seen? And you know right. there there have been a multitude of scenarios, like like Jeff said, you know, that have been you know, kind of borrowed from other systems or mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of different things. Some very creative things that have been meant for competitive play. Double envelopment is not the one that I would have picked personally, but you know. How about how about the next one? Envelopment. Yeah, or I'm gonna get. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Am not gonna get angry? About hey,
3: it, but, but the it. the defender this the defender can do a can forward deploy. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I attacker can have a preemptive bombardment. I
5: I like these. I like these for scenario games. I don't like yeah. them for competitive games.
0: I, I'm with Jeff. I I think any scenario, any any tournament where. I'm going to say this because I think we even use them sometimes. But an attacker-defender scenario should not be in a like uh, in a competitive play format, just because inevitably one side might get hosed by it for you know whatever reason because they're not Italians. You know, and now it's not to say you should try and build your army to to, to anticipate being a defender in a scenario, but it can be a huge hindrance to one side versus the other.
1: It's right? difficult Repateria to balance. Only yeah. for
0: only for attackers, like that's brutal. Yeah. Like that's that's in- incredibly. It can be, inc- depending on the role, can be completely com- completely sway the game one way or the other. Um, well, then you
3: like the next one of point defense, which is another attacker defender scenario.
0: Yeah, I, I I would. That's the one with the
3: three objectives on you know whatever basically the baseline mm-hmm. of the defender side? Sure, they're defending like up or this. or yeah. something. And they, they again in this one are only allowing the defender to forward deploy and only the attacker to get the perfect bombardment. Of course yeah. attackers
0: coming in the first wave,
3: so well,
1: uh, and that's that's why you, we have twelve. You know. Right. 12 scenarios I mean that's here. good
0: point. Good point. You can definitely select other scenarios from this set of scenarios to give you Well how about another attacker defender? Hold until relieved. Oh shit. <laughs> I should have, looked, should have looked at this closer before I said anything
3: <laughs> no about it. No forward deployment is allowed. Oh, my lord.
0: Well, at least no you know preparatory department. bombardment. Yeah, that, I'm okay with that. You
3: can outflank, though.
0: Didn't this scenario so, usually have preparatory bombardments, though? I feel like there can, was.
3: I feel like they... Grab my
0: book. Yeah, I feel like the uh, the attacker got to actually prep, prep bombard the defender. The
1: um, the flavor of the scenario of bug eater uh, had um, prep bombardment, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe
0: so maybe that's what I'm thinking of is one of the tournaments mm-hmm. we went to had it. But yeah, that that's.
1: I think that it also had confused deployment as well.
0: Okay. All okay,
3: right. Let's see here. Hold until hold until you're relieved. So yeah.
0: I tell that to my son all the time when he has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hold him, buddy. Don't don't go we, um,
1: we practiced this one and studied it, broke it down quite a bit because it was a book object, a uh, book scenario for, and available for WTC. Yeah, it so.
0: was on the list of, of scenarios for WTC. Holding to leaves scenario
3: ten.
0: No, scenario seven. Well, in the book scenario ten. Jesus, I'm <laughs> uh, just trying to confuse
3: <clears throat> you. So this one did not have confused deployment. Okay. Um, you get the normal, uh, the normal. There's no prep time bombardment
0: in this one either. Okay, so basically vanilla, vanilla hold until you're relieved. Um, yep. I, I guess I'm okay with that because I prefer no. I, I hate prep bombardments in general. I, I know some other people do like them. I think. What. I hate that. Like when when somebody rolls a one and the other guy gets it, I and mean, basically that just completely can decimate a game real quick. You can co- you can overcome it though. I know, but it's just it's just another just one more thing to add a super shitty variable that you have no control over.
3: Well, and this is the one that you have to put an in infantry squad and another unit of uh, arm of damage values seven plus or less within six inches of the objective. Yeah, then first wave for your defending stuff is like okay well I get to start with three targets on the board for the attacker
0: cool <laughs> yeah the I think the nice thing is at least you know what the scenario is you, again you're gonna potentially built your list to anticipate this scenario and and like we were building up for WTC you know we know what units we were gonna put on the table and all that stuff like we had a pretty good strategy going into it so you can you can overcome these scenarios like that but it's still just a matter of I'm not a fan of that particular style scenario where one side it's where it's lopsided, it doesn't make an even fight. How about sectors? Uh sectors. I like sectors. Sectors is a
5: good I like our sectors better, but yeah, sectors is okay. I do yeah, too. I it's,
0: submitted that one, they do not like it. I like it better because it does offer you more opportunity to score.
5: Well, I don't know. My biggest <clears throat> my biggest hmm, beef problem, what do you want to call it, with their sectors <laughs> versus our sectors, is that with their sectors, since it's only four quadrants, you just sit in the middle of the board, and then the last turn you just take a sidestep or a forward step sure. into whatever sector. Yeah. Whereas when you, it's nine sectors, you got to actually pick where the hell you want to be.
3: Well, you can't deploy within 12 inches of the center.
5: Well, yeah, you move there. Right, yeah. You, you know, move there yeah. and wait your turn. Five cross the move up there.
0: Right, it's like sitting in Arizona, Utah, New Mexico, and Colorado right, all at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Just like, right. oh, now I'm in Colorado. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, good point, actually, because then you have way more, there's way more uh, cross points like that where you can't really do that. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. I, I still don't hate the four quadrant sectors. At least it's...
5: Oh it's Even? not bad. I just like ours better. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's uh it's a double quarter pounder with cheese and I want a steak, you know, that's all.
0: Wait, I'm looking at something here that I didn't see above. Which yeah. one? Well there's like a so there was a note in there about preparatory bombardment that said seed scenario see something five. Allowed for uh, C five above. So I don't just hold on a second. Let me read what this says again. C note five above,
3: but just says both players get it. I think it's going to be that on a two plus thing.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't. It, yeah, it doesn't say that you roll one dice for both players. It's it's, no, it's it, just, it yeah. seems like it's exactly like normal preparatory bombardment. That's what I was wondering. Right. Is if there was a note you, about it's it, it's it. yeah, you don't. It's just referring s- back to the note. Yeah. Yep. Which isn't very useful because that's basically just saying you get preparatory bombardment on a two plus. Okay. And this next one is nuts from WWPD. Okay. say um, with the most controlled of five objectives of the game wins. Okay. Uh. It says
3: five objectives, huh?
1: Yep, four quarters Apparently. and one in the middle.
3: Okay. Oh yeah, yeah okay, and I think there's this uh, the the one on your sides aren't worth anything, and the ones on the other sides are worth two. I should not say that.
0: That might be a different scenario.
3: That's a different scenario. Ridge.
1: No, it's it's whoever holds the most objectives at the end okay. of the game. Wins. Yeah, this right. is
0: just mm-hmm. each objective is worth one objective. Yeah. yeah.
1: sure. So one one objective in the middle of the board, and then you take turns placing the next objectives. Um six inches away from the table edge and 12 inches away from any other objective. So, okay.
3: So it's like key positions, but set at five and one has to be in the middle.
1: Yep. Hmm.
3: Okay. So that's that one.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this is the one I was thinking about. Heartbreak Ridge is the next one. Never another
0: WWP. Well, I mean, but isn't nuts just essentially key positions. It's key positions with set,
3: five with set and one has of, to be in the middle
1: and yeah. one in the middle.
0: Yep.
3: Okay. All right. You'll find a lot of these are variants of key positions.
0: It's which is a good scenario. I I don't hate that scenario. I just I kind of just would rather have nuts than key positions, just from a standpoint of like you know how many objectives there will be constantly. Because you always roll three. I always roll one. Right. Or no, I always objectives. yeah yeah. So you get three objectives and I get to place one. Yeah. That's usually yep. what happens. Something like
3: that. So and then Heartbreak Ridge is another one. Uh, so there's three objectives. There's uh, one in the middle, one in your... It's the table quarters, like the sector is. One in your quarter, one of your opponent's quarters. And, yeah, the one in your side is worth nothing, and one in your opponent's side is worth two, and the one in the middle
0: is worth one.
1: So they're so diagonal the deployment, objectives, basically. Yep.
0: Yeah, so it's corner objectives where you have a... Yeah, I, can say, I know I've played this scenario before. This is a pretty common, or a pretty... Famous scenario. It's been around for quite a while since version yeah. one. So yeah, it was another um, really Brad scenario. I, I like it because it offers a new way of deploying. It's the first one I think that's really truly different. Other than, I guess there was the uh, whatever the one the unit he had a couple units in the middle. Mm-hmm. Hold until yeah, relieved. I'm trying to remember what that one. Is. Yep. Hold until relieved. Yeah. So I I like some variance in deployment. I think it's nice. But otherwise,
5: it's, it's a this, good is, this
3: one's kind of interesting in the fact that you need to protect your objective while still going after the other ones. Mm hmm.
0: Yes. So. While drawing enough of their crap out so that you can get to theirs too. Like, that's the tricky part. Season hold.
3: Season uh, I think there's another WWPD one. So it's well, another objective one. Okay. It's another. Uh, table quarters again
1: It's an attacker defender scenario.
3: Yeah, it's an attacker defender key positions. Yep With table quarters I mean that's you know,
0: sure Okay, so they have again opposing table quarters. Yep um, Okay Sure, seems a lot like the last scenario. Um, uh, yeah, but with a slight twist. Sure, I guess. I mean, and I guess maybe the subtle twists are enough to make it be strategically different. different. I just yeah. I, mean, I guess I guess I'm not seeing it as much, but um, okay. Seems seems very similar. Now, like obviously, that's kind of nice though because you wouldn't necessarily pick. You're not going to pick seize and hold, and. T- Heartbreak Ridge. You might pick one of them, which is nice. It just gives you one of those scenarios, which is good. Like to have some of those other scenario types. Uh, My favorite one is the next one, though. The timely objectives. Yeah, that's my favorite one of the bunch. So (laughs) I don't know why this
3: this is a snafu scenario.
1: That's probably Uh, why. That's probably (laughs) why
3: the snafu had a static. Seems um, familiar. Along, three objectives along the center line, 18 inches, one in the center, and then one on either side, 18 inches away. This one, they twisted it just a little where there's one in the center, and then players are allowed to place the other two? Or do they just, all of them have to be on the center line? And No, all of them are on the center line at least 12 inches away from other objectives. So they tweaked this one too. So in this one, you score a victory point at the, uh, for each objective that they have at the end of each round, and keep a running total. That's, you only measure at the end of the round, so no, no measuring if you're close enough.
0: No, no measuring shenanigans. Uh, see, that's the funny... So, like, I I have a tough time talking about this one because this is a snafu scenario. And, like, was this Jeff that wrote this one? Jeff, this is yes. your scenario. So it's... Yep. This is what I would call a twist on an objective scenario, right? Like, you've actually done something to the objective that makes it different. Right by scoring every player round versus yeah. at the In end of the, the game, like it feels different. Whereas like you know, Heartbreak Ridge and the one following it seemed remarkably similar because they're just another objective scenario. Like, I'm not saying they all have to be well, like this. It's just you um, offers variance.
1: Yeah, it changes how you have to play the game to win. Yep.
0: Yeah, for sure. So. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Yeah, it makes you, it definitely makes you play a different game which and I might favor
1: good. a different kind of list as well.
0: <laughs> well that's the idea <laughs> right I think I think the idea of what I would hope uh, like a tournament level packet or like you know like an overarching packet would do is that it's going to try and weed out the, the min maxi meta stuff that would prevent you know like you're you're kind of what, what, You're encouraging balance play via scenario, so you got to be able to build, and or at least be flexible enough to be able to play a bunch of different scenarios in different ways. It's not necessarily going to stop min maxing but it will encourage encourage better list building. Probably, maybe not. No. I don't know. This scenario does do something different than the other ones, and that's what I like about it. And it's not to say there's anything wrong with like Harper, like Heartbreak Ridge has been around forever and it's a great scenario, and I think it has its place. But I think we have a lot of I feel like there's a lot of redundancy in here as far as like there's a couple of scenarios you could probably mash them into one and make a new make another one instead. But no. I don't know. Random uh, objective placements. Yeah, I don't. I, I like that this one doesn't have random objectives. Right. Like that. And they're on the center doesn't. line. Yep. It's. Well, and that's the thing. this like I know where this came from. Like, the, this is an old, like, an old tournament, tournament scenario from War Machine. In some regard, is where this came, where it was derived from, and that tournament, and that tournament scene was very much about. I wouldn't say it was about symmetry, but it was about equal opportunity to win the game, and that's something that this does well too. It's you know, barring some crazy terrain problems, maybe, but. Yeah. it its goal is to try and make it as an equal fight and fun for both players and they both have an opportunity to win it and nothing is gonna really stop you from doing it right other than your opponent <laughs> which is the oh. goal of the game right but n- you're never gonna get hosed by some stupid you know the prep bombardment and all your units take three pins that's fun
5: yeah or die
0: or or die yeah right your tank die- gets blown off the table before the game starts like
5: yay that's all usually right.
0: a good time. Yeah, it's it usually makes for a real fun game in a tournaments play.
1: Don't yeah. don't bring that tank.
0: Apparently, don't bring the tank. That's or or your don't bring the open top
1: seven plus. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, right. That's the that's the ultimate answer. Is just don't bring whatever got killed. Um, that'll because he it. didn't use it anyway. Right. That'll teach it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't bring anything that you'll be sorry to lose in case you it gets bombarded off the table. <laughs> that, well, that,
0: that is true, right? If you yeah, if you're kind of building to that to that. Otherwise mentality. keep it off
1: the table and bring it on after the board. Yep,
0: which is which is also an option too. But I uh, just the idea of having something different. So.
1: Anyways, we've we've gone through this whole thing because of WTC and having to work out. Well, what what can we put on the table? What can't we put on the table? Oh,
3: stuff.
0: expect an announcement for WTC in the upcoming week, by the way.
1: Oh, oh
3: boy.
0: Okay. Oh boy. We'll probably not be allowed to go still. We'll probably still be in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? For the next three years, you're not allowed to leave the country. Uh, anyway, who knows? Okay, well that's the end of the scenario pack. Well, before
1: we yeah, before we move on, Jeff, what do you think? I mean, you can, one of your scenarios is kind of in the pack. Are you happy with it? Um, what's, yeah, what are glad, you thinking?
5: <clears throat> I'm I'm always going to be glad when I'm, one of my scenarios is going to be seen, get used. You know, that's that's why I write these. Yeah. Um, and like Rick was saying, I try to aim to put some kind of twist into the game that's unusual compared to what your standard scenarios are. I mean, if you've been to Snafu and you've played the objective table partisans, you know I like to put interesting things going on. You just like to mess uh, with people's heads. Well, I no, mean... I'm joking. You, it's very easy to, for when you're playing games to get in a rut. Yeah, sure. You know? And I find changing up how people have to play the game a little bit to be very good... But you have to balance that against being not overly verbose and having too many special rules, in which case people will just misread or not read them and, you know, just go smash each other in the face. Yeah. So. it's was a viable
3: tactic. It is. It
5: is, but, you know, we're I, trying to elevate the game a little bit. I can't remember what
0: tournament I was at where my opponent and I both looked at each other and we, like, we tried. It might have been Bug Eater where we looked at the rule, like, the scenario and we were like, yeah. Um, okay. Do, do you want to just play meeting engagement? We're like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it didn't. We were, you know, we're nowhere near going to get in a, on a, you know, on the podium for it. We're just like, let's just play the easier scenario. This one seems a lot like a lot of work. So that happens yeah. sometimes.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Well, that's I. I like where they're headed. I, think I want to see how they pump up the format and make it. You know. Yeah, I mean, well, like, you definitely need to clean it up some. Like, I mean, obviously, we're getting a pretty rough cut of what's going on, and I think that's that's okay. That's good. But
1: promising yeah. start, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with any of them. I I shy away from attacker defender, and I think there's a lot more opportunity for other scenarios. But I also think I think we talked about this before about the opportunity that this isn't necessarily going to be. A hundred percent static list of scenarios. Maybe you know, down the road they'll add a couple more, or you know, take a couple out and add a couple more. Maybe, hopefully, Yep. you know, or maybe we just have to learn to play double envelopment. Yeah, we can, and we can do that too. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just don't. I, I don't double know, envelopment is fine, except when you get a table that's got lots of roads. Right. Yeah. You're like, and they're like, I just took all my stuff on a truck and went off the table. You're like. Oh. Yeah. I guess it's <laughs> no, I guess it's times. game. Good job.
3: Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, <laughs> then you got to blame the board designer on that one.
5: Well, but well, I mean, he didn't know double envelopment was going to get played on his board.
0: I suppose. Right. Yeah. You can't make it. You can't make every table perfect for every scenario, unless you want it to be like forty k etc. And I don't no. particularly no. want to do that. Like where every table is exactly no. the same and it's. It, it it's very static and very boring but you you do get to i think the one nice thing about that if we're going to go down this rabbit hole for one second is that you can play or you can learn the scenario and the terrain together so you have some ability to you know learn terrain where you don't get to do that in bolt action until you're at the table so there's a lot more variable which i think is good like it makes it more fun but it also can be challenging too something to be said. Yeah. And you said it. I did. You, you did. Maybe not eloquently, but whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rick, Rickly enough. enough so. Rick, Rickly enough. There we go. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to talk about some theater books. Right? Some version one. Well, those are the last two that exists. we haven't touched on. You
5: know, <clears throat> these are ancient.
0: Dude, these are ancient. Like
3: they're uh, You know, I was actually looking at the, the Osprey website. The other day, and they actually have you can actually have them listed in order of release date. Yep. And uh, this Duel in the Sun was actually the second to last in first edition.
5: Which this is the first still feels book a campaign time. book, whatever I bought. So when I started playing, oh, well, there's that.
0: Sure. Okay, so Duel in the Sun and Germany Strikes are the two books we're going to look at today. I think it's cool. It sounds like fun so let's let's do it let's do it I don't I don't have the books in front of me although I think you gave me a Cliff Notes version didn't you I did give you some Cliff Notes I did, uh-huh. I did write some up dear lord you typed notes. a lot of words
3: Cliff Bar I, what
0: I, yeah I'm what crazy. is it 14 pages you know, Jesus. whatever let your fingers do the typing Jesus oh my god what are you doing Pat you're killing me man you don't have to do this for me way more Way more work than it needs to be. All right. Anyway, let's 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 dig into it. So, Duel in the Sun is primarily is it Pacific or is it what is it's that?
5: No, Duel in the Sun is uh, early North Africa. Early North Africa and
0: Italy and the invasion of Italy. The invasion of Italy. Okay. All right. Interesting. I actually never have looked at that book. I don't know why. Uh, Because I didn't. There's a there's a couple good spicy meatballs in there. For real like Italian meatballs, like they got some. Well, uh, good- they
3: uh, no, there is an Italian unit, but they do have some some special rules for uh, in, for the invasion of Italy, um, and this I think is kind of where they spawned the whole team tournament concept because okay. they had the rules for the multinational forces, which is what we all know as playing teams, where you have the same side and they have their order dice. Uh, although in these special rules, they say that you can have the same color but they do recommend that it is played by two different players and you do, do two different colors for each team. So this is, this is kind of the advent of where the team tournament concept came out. So I think that's kind of worth mentioning because now I believe that is actually in an appendix in version 2 rulebook. But this is kind of what was first introduced.
0: Okay.
3: And they also first introduced the Free French in this one as well. Sweet. Uh, and then they had some other special scenarios. Uh, they have Geronimo, which is we kind of talked about earlier. But it's the airdrop to deploy. Um, they do those. Okay, this one actually gives the flag form. And they have gliders, and then, of course, night fighting, minefields, and limited fuel supply. We're all familiar with those. Using captured enemy vehicles. So they got. They kind of really started doing the, the special rules a little more in depth in here than they did the previous ones. So, sure. Cool. And it's, it's all covered in the invasion of Italy special rules. So. Okay. There you go. And they, of course, were using uh, scenarios for the most part out of the book. They weren't writing their own
0: scenarios too much for these, but this is again all kind of version one stuff, right? So it's not the new format where they kind of walk you through whatever section of the ward is. kind of like yep. timeline wise. They just start giving you a snapshot of the stuff that was happening over there. Yep,
3: and they covered a lot more than just you know. So these the theater was like you know the the five hundred thousand foot view, five hundred right, right. thousand feet.
0: Fifty thousand foot, yeah, that's a little better. Right, I'll put and, you in low orbit. Yeah, well, and and, and yeah, this so to me, this looks like from what you from the fourteen pages of crap you typed up here, um, they're covering more ground as far as things that you get to. So, I kind of like the new format in a sense that it, it might be a, you might get a little less like you might get less units and maybe less theater selectors. But you're getting the scenarios that kind of tell the story too, which I think is kind of nice. This seems to be like a lot more unit-based stuff. I don't know. That's what I'm seeing. I mean, what was the first one I put in the list for you guys? Do the Indian the Indian, Army? Indian Army Indian Division so, of reinforced <clears throat> platoon, which I think is pretty sweet.
3: Yeah, so this is where the this is where the Indian cheese comes from. <laughs> uh, ghee? Uh, Isn't that ghee? Indian cheese. Well. This, this is um, so it's an it's an army's of Great Britain, but they have a, a small twist. So they um, they have unsurpassed un, so unsurpassed bravery. Say that three times fast. Uh, which basically gives them the you know for the mother line that the Russia gets if they're destroyed they can re-roll if they fail a, mor- a morale check and would be destroyed they get to re-roll and apply the results.
2: That's cool.
3: And then they also let's see they have so they get the normal. Armies of Great Britain, and then these. So oh, you, sorry, oh. you, you trade all three British army special rules for, for these, these two. two. Okay. So yeah, you don't get the manpower bravery and yeah. the manpower vampire. We get a free ten-man
0: regular rifle squad. That's that's pretty good. Free te- free regular squad is way better than the Soviet one, for sure. Yeah, hmm. I
3: mean you're giving up your artillery observer for it. Yeah. up, you giving up you know, your, your rapid fire? Or are you giving up your mm-hmm. prep-type bombardment? Yeah, I don't
0: know if it's better than some of those other rules, but... I mean, obviously it's not, because you get your free observer, and then on top of that you get free shots. That's... That, it's not better, but it's, it's flavorful. I like it. I mean, it's... I like how, how they phrase it, that you may trade them. Right. Oh, did they really...
3: That's how they wrote... wrote Really? They said, yeah, they threw the word may in there. You may trade them for
1: these. Well, I imagine that's so you can keep your three British Army special rules um, and not take unsurpassed bravery and the manpower of the empire.
3: Yeah. Yeah. If you're still painting your Indians. Right. Right. It's making it so you can still play them the way you want to. Right. It makes sense. I've heard this abused a lot in um, tank wars or armored platoons. To get the get the free squad. Oh sure. And then a lot of people paint their Indians rather pale. <laughs> you know, don't paint, don't repaint their British and just field them as a, as this.
0: Right. Uh, I've heard uh, some okay. some tournament reports about that, but you know, all right. Whatever. That's that's a that's a hobby aspect of things. That's I mean, yes. It's not, I wouldn't yeah. say that's a level of rivet accounting, but that's that's getting closer.
1: We. We 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 accept all the players. Let's yeah. let <laughs> yeah, bigger tens. No, tent. no so.
0: I I have no problem with it. I can see why people would be upset about it though, if they're playing Indians and not have they don't have any of the Indians on the table. But whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, now now the other ones they might take offense to if you don't. The next one in the list here, they. They may take offense to this if you don't paint them correctly, as the Maori, but I don't think that's how it's pronounced. Maori. 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 Maori infantry, which are... They're badass, in, in my they're, opinion.
3: They're regular infantry, regular or veteran, yep. and then you pay an extra point per man, and you add this tiny little rule. Insignificant. <laughs> Formable fighters uh, do not benefit from the national characteristic you've chosen for the army, but instead always have blood-curdling charge up and at them, and Tough as Boots. <sighs> nice. Actually <laughs> referred to as Gurkha Light.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, I have a bunch of guys uh, in they, my
0: closet that are going to be these guys when I get to them.
3: And they are available as a generic reinforced platoon
0: selector. For the Army they are. Of Great Britain. I, I like them. Yeah, uh, they're awesome. Yeah, there's they no one not to like. They're not Gurkhas, but they're pretty damn good. <clears throat>
5: Well, yes. they're Gurkhas and everything except scary blighter. Yep.
3: So you have the rest of your British force having rapid fire, and you throw a couple of these guys on. And you're like, hey, here
0: you go, An extra point, and I get three special rules. Oh, okay. Uh, I, my my army was going to be all these guys. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> except for anything uh, that can't be essentially. I, I guess there's that. I, I, well, just because it would look, it'll look, it'll look scary on the table it would look scary on the table you you are correct right, i'm trying to think of where like so i'm doing a little research as we go because I'm, I'm 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 sorry i don't remember where these guys are from because they're from new zealand yeah right
5: yeah okay and the uh mm-hmm. in the islands
0: yeah so they're pretty badass dudes so yeah oh yeah uh okay speaking There's... of badass yeah. Okay. Let's
3: keep going. What's the next we, one? We kind of touched on them. This is the the Special Air Services or the SAS. Um. Yeah. So that's uh, what are they? Veteran. They're veterans. Four guys. You can add to four more. Eighteen points each. Can you can you can bump up their SMG up to SMGs for two points. Anyone can. Two guys can have an LMG. You can further upgrade that LMG to a Vickers K, which now fires five shots instead of four. And if you really feel so inclined, you can give them anti-tank grenades. But they have the special rule: of who dares wins. They're fanatics. <laughs> They've got behind enemy lines, so they're they're not taking the minus one when outflanking. Right, sorry, just don't take it when coming on the table outflanking. Oh, sorry, just one outflanking. Tank hunters, yeah, sure. And then I mentioned the Vickers K which is an extra dice. And they are a generic Green force Platoon selector, and they are really good.
0: They are <laughs> yeah. the Brute Squad. They're really expensive, too. So Yeah, yeah. that's kind of the unfortunate side effect of yeah. that For one. For the
5: record, though, they start with pistol and rifle, so they already have Tough Fighter. Which oh. is
1: why your submachine gun is only two more points.
5: Yep. Uh-huh. Thank you, Jeff.
1: So uh, Veteran is 13, so mm-hmm. Fnatic is 3 pistol is another one and then 17? your special deployment rules is why they're 18 points each. So,
5: Yep. Yeah.
1: Fairly costed.
0: Yeah, no, it's not that they're not fairly costed.
5: It's just nobody wants to spend that much on it. Oh, we fought these guys. I've played against these guys before. I mean, they're the they're
2: SAS, so there's definitely... Yeah.
5: There's not a lot of them, but they're hard as hell to kill when you yeah. get like a truck. they got sure. some
3: really great, interesting modeling options because you don't have to necessarily uniform them. They can look very... Uh, pedestrian, for lack of a better
5: term. Ragtag? Yeah. Okay.
1: I like that they Shreddy? can have the Vickers not K. It. I think that's a cool rule, but I don't know why you would put them on this squad. So, this, You're going to get this squad up in people's faces and just wreck shit. You're going to SMG
5: the squad and outflank them. Yeah. yeah. You put the Vickers K in for flavor. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's historical. <not laughs> Two
1: right. of because them. There you go. Yep.
3: For only 50 points.
0: Okay. Because the squad doesn't cost enough yet. Right? <laughs> exactly. He m- because how many... Yeah, they're 25 48. with Dicker's K? Yeah, so it's yeah, 25 with the with the, for
3: the extra With the upgrade.
0: Shot. Yeah, that's too much. <sighs>
5: yep, yeah, but they are pretty badass. Yeah. Mm. and
0: Hey, it, not everything can be optimal, and they're still pretty good even at their point cost. They've still got a lot of good rules. There a lot of wasted rules in there, other than maybe... Anti tank grenades. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Yes. All right. Uh, so now we have armored trucks.
5: Who, who does this? Command
0: armored truck. <coughs> Ooh.
5: I printed one of these for Dave.
3: Yep. <laughs> uh, I think we, we might talked about this in Tank Wars too, because I think it's also in that entry. Yeah, I think we did, actually. Yeah, so 80 points in experience, 100 point regular, 120 point veteran. It's a 7 plus. It is not open topped, and it can transport 10 men or light howitzer, light or medium anti-tank, or light anti-tank, correct, anti-aircraft gun. And it is a command vehicle, so if you're playing tank wars, you don't have to spend an extra 25 points on it. It's already built in.
0: Yep, makes it worth
3: it. Yep, it is also a generic reinforced platoon.
0: Cool. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, so then we'll just keep moving along here. The Scorpion flail tank. I think this has popped up elsewhere, too. Yeah, yeah. Probably
3: in a D-Day book somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just it's got it's, a mind flail, right? Like yeah, it's, yeah, just a medium tank with a mind flail.
5: Okay. I feel like they, uh, I feel like they missed out on having that mind flail. Just be like if this thing tank shocks, the unit automatically is destroyed, right?
0: Oh, like it, as far as like killing an infantry squad or something? Yeah, just because it's got a flail on it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not?
5: Just saying. I mean, it's a little forty k, you know, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> it might be a little. loud max action. Like right. sixth edition. I'm, I'm trying to think of a reason you'd ever actually take one of these in a reinforced platoon rather mm. than a. At 160 than,
3: you know. points regular, and all yeah. it has is a light
0: anti tank and a coaxial MG. Yeah,
5: yeah, no, that's I, what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, and it's
0: know. slow. Yeah, yeah, and not, not likely to be taken. But you know, whatever. Uh, but, hey, there's an option to remove the turret, so well,
1: that's how you get the flail.
0: You have to take oh, it oh, off sure. to get the flail. No, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay, that would be bad. All right, next one's the Lorraine Schlepper. Everyone loves a Schlepper.
3: We're into German units now.
5: Yep. Well, technically that's a French vehicle that the Germans took, but sure.
0: Okay. <laughs>
5: if you want to get all semantic on it. Jeez, Jeff. Yeah. Well.
0: All right. No, yeah, that makes yeah, no, it, that makes sense, because otherwise it would be like the Lorraine Schlepper or something like that. Sorry, just to clarify, it is an option to remove the tank,
3: making it the Scorpion Mark II. Yeah. Okay
0: fun.
1: I mean, Um, you can get a regular heavy anti-tank gun for what, 155 points?
0: A
3: heavy?
5: This is on a chassis, though. That is is not the way I would go with that. I would go with the heavy howitzer at that point. Yeah,
1: I mean, you would probably go with the heavy howitzer, but if you were looking for a cheap tank destroyer in in a German list, that's a heavy anti-tank gun. uh, I mean... Yeah,
5: armor seven open top. Yeah, it's, I could see it being used. Uh, Although I mean, I mean that's going to hit hard. Although your heavy punch.
1: howitzer is probably better, a better, yeah. a better return. Yeah,
5: but you could just keep it at one hundred fifteen. A medium anti tank under a medium house is pretty damn good at one fifteen on a. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. G-S3. You're right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. in the meta where you're not necessarily seeing a bunch of big tanks. But right, yeah, that medium howitzer is going to do work. Yeah, that'll do work. I like this I like this entry. That's a good one. Does
0: it, does yeah. it, it can be both of them then, though? Or. Either or. Either or? So, well, no, no, like in the, the listing, so it's. One forward,
1: forward facing, facing or medium, medium sh- and you choose or medium one or medium the other. Okay, all right. Yep, open top yep. Seven, 7 plus armored carrier for 115 points regular.
3: Cool. And then you can upgrade it to heavy for 40 more points.
1: Does it look good? 'Cause if it looks good then this is this is a great great uh, entry. It's
3: a generic reinforced platoon selector.
0: We're all, yeah. this. Dude, Everyone's it looks it looks it amazing. Looks okay. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. Sweet. Here I'm gonna post yeah, it. Yeah, this in, does look yeah. cool. Yeah, you you can I can get behind seeing that thing. Yeah, I mean, Warlord
1: even makes one. Oh, that's fifteen centimeter yeah.
0: That's the heavy. Orange, <laughs> it's kind of got a, a weird. On. It's got a weird, freaking giant ass end of this thing. I think we've actually looked at this before in previous. Well, look look you at you got to remember
5: one. all of, all of that ass end is is welded on by the Germans, right?
0: Right, right. The so original
5: vehicle is just an artillery tractor underneath there, right? Sure. And they just put a German turret on top of it. Well, it's not even a turret. It's like a box, metal box, box with box.
1: an
0: artillery piece like welded inside of that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's essentially what it is. Cool. It's for the price. I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm having a tough time being excited about the actual tank, but <laughs> now that I look at it again, I thought it was cool. It's taking I'm, your
2: I'm like, tank eh. slot,
3: so there's a lot of options in there. Okay. Yeah, there are. But uh, moving along to the uh, SDKFZ SD 263 armored car. For uh, mounted forward facing MMG. It's a. Dual directional right. steering, yeah. seven plus armored car command vehicle. So you know if you need a command vehicle, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Reinforced for platoon again. Okay. For
1: ten points more, you can get you can get an open top medium howitzer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah <laughs> but this is your
0: armored car slot, so you can take both of them. Oh, there you go. Well, the one right below it is more exciting than you need to me. The the six three uh, Diana half track Diana, which gives you an anti tank gun at least.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's a little
0: better. Forward facing medium.
3: Yeah, uh, it's it's open top though, and it's not dual directional steering. Yeah, there's that. Okay, fine. Neither one. It's of them a are half track. Don't take either one. Uh, so in the half track. It is a tank destroyer slot for generic reinforced platoon. So it takes your tank. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah yep. It's not, don't don't take that one. Unless it's flavorful for whatever list you're building, yeah. then then That's do good. it. But it's, if you need to sing "Oh Diana" or something, no, sure. Whatever makes whatever floats your boat, man. Take it if it. Take it if it. <laughs> Water matters. floats my boat. Dude, yeah. In most uh, cases. <laughs> so let's go to the nine nine nine, nine uh, light Africa division. I like saying nine nine nine. It's the Niner. 999th. Nine hundred ninety ninth. Inexperienced no regular squad, strap battalion. Okay, this is we've seen strap battalion before, so this is yeah, nothing. Basic
5: loadout, but you can make them shirkers. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah, I don't know it was, yeah, it was, can make them cheap They're pretty cheap yeah. to begin with anyway If you <clears> want to go and experience, inexperienced shirkers That sounds like not a great choice
1: Well, they don't cost anything, so <laughs>
3: No, like, they, they don't they, cost they, you they, much
0: So this is, this is the
3: You can fight back With the Russian spam Cheap costed ones basically the same thing, right? Except right, shirkers sucks
1: Yeah, it does, but your inexperience starts at 4 points Shirkers is minus three points. So.
5: That's weird because inexperience is usually seven points anyway.
1: They they yes. may this may have this write up may have actually included the shirkers, so that's just four points probably. Yeah,
5: I feel like it did, but whatever. Yeah, because otherwise one point a model. Hell yeah, I'll do that all no, day. No no no, because the
0: additional models are four plus four points each. Unless that's a uh, typo one pass part, but that's. So, are, so as like a feel shirkers, I think I
5: feel like there's a typo in there, right? Because a one point model is pretty ridiculous. Even a if point point model of the rifle is stupid, is even if it's a shirkers experience, is yeah. stupid, genius. right? Didn't it's,
1: we weren't we working on like, like some partisan? Math. Where that was we close. Yeah. They took that away. Yeah. Pistols we're and sure. things like that. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
3: So one guy, one point. I expect that to be taken away if it's there. Yeah, that right. got yeah. taken, I'm sure that got taken away.
1: I think we know what they were trying to do here. So Yeah. yeah.
3: It's four point miles w- would be more I could open FAQ, but it sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. yeah we're not doing that right now. It's too late at oh. night for that. All right, so next we're going to get into some U.S. units. Uh, the thing that this was is- overlooked in every book up until now was the Veteran Infantry Squad, which is just. Yep Silly. Congratulations, guys! You made it. Yeah, <laughs> it took you into, into this book to get it. It should have been in the base book. Which is funny because this book talks about Operation Torch, where there's
3: no, where's what, what only inexperienced troops can be taken. Correct. Yeah. In, in Operation Torch. Yeah, it's
1: like the first engagement, wasn't it, for U.S. troops?
0: Uh, European theater. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're pretty much exactly what you expect, but they've got the ability to get tough fighter, which is sweet. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Veteran tough fighter, basically. Yeah. Which is which is funny because I would take these guys as my Marines every day because they can get tough fighter. Veteran yeah. veteran Marines can't even get tough fighter.
5: They're just they're just a direct upgrade. Yeah,
0: they're the arguably the best infantry for us that you can get. I agree. Unless you're going to do something else like regular, you know, get more guys or whatever. If you need more, of course guys. they got the bars in there. Yep, they got they got bars. They got B A R S. Seriously, come on, Pat. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they don't have all the extra loadout the marines get but nobody should be taking those things anyway like yeah, that's, no shotguns or extra pistols
5: you shouldn't shit. be taking that anyway unless you're making a unit for flavor right for, for to, to be sweet marines yeah for sure okay
0: uh weasel we get a weasel now we've talked about the weasel, yeah, we've talked the weasel, about the weasel before weasel mm-hmm. yep here he is again can make Turn it
3: amphibious.
5: Yeah. No one's going to do a polish Shore weasel. weasel? Okay, no, God, no. The case, the guy, the case, the, what's, where is that guy? I don't, I don't know. Ages. It can be
3: amphibious. It can be the water weasel for five points. I like water weasels. It just
5: sounds dirty to me. Yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> it sounds like a... Never mind. Yeah. sounds exactly. like a different podcast. What are you working on, honey? Oh, I'm just painting my no. water weasel.
1: <laughs> that sounds like our podcast. <laughs> yeah, that it <laughs> sounds <laughs> like us. Yeah, you're right. Playing with
5: a water weasel. <laughs>
3: Uh Reef, Force Platoon, all these have been so far. Yep,
5: yep. yep. Uh, Italy. Uh, hey, look, it's what's on my painting bench.
0: Yeah, what are these called, Jeff? Because I'm not going to try and say that. Paratroopers. Yep, yep exactly. <laughs> all right. Yeah, Italian paratroopers. There you go. Yeah, uh, they made their entry. One of
3: two that they'll eventually have. Is there anything also paratroopers
0: does say is there anything special about these guys outside of the fact that they have oh they can get Panzerfoss. They that's
5: Panzerfoss. basically what's special
0: about them yeah that's what's special right there. That's
1: nice
5: actually they can get assault uh, one guy can get an assault rifle
0: Yeah. okay
5: yeah.
0: I've been less excited about them in in second edition since they kind of neutered them a little bit but still good still good can get something gets you assault great for platoon, of course
3: yeah yep Mm. Mm-hmm. seventy five thirty four is also in here. Okay. Forward that's facing hull mounted heavy anti tank, forward facing hull mounted MMG. It's nine plus vulnerable. It's got the rivets.
5: Not open topped though. It
3: is not open topped.
1: For two hundred and twenty points. That's
3: uh... and it's also got the it's also got the beefed up I I don't want to put
5: too fine a point on it. If you're playing Italian, this is one of your best tank hunters. Oh yeah. for sure. Yeah. The
0: fact that it puts D six uh wait. No, that's hits. Yeah, remember, you got to translate that. It goes to a yeah, like, yeah. three-inch template. goes mm-hmm. to a bigger template, okay. Yeah. Yep. That's cool.
3: Yeah, you got to translate the first edition stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: That's
5: yeah. right. Okay. So, yeah. I, it's, yeah and, of course, the generic
3: reinforced platoon selector.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I don't hate any of it. I think there are some stronger things in here than others, obviously. Maori and the Indian Division stuff is pretty bonkers compared to some of the German stuff as normal fun book overall obviously I think it's. I don't know if 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 I were starting out in bolt action I don't think I would suggest people go pick up the first edition theater books first I think it would tell you to get some of the newer books before you go back and get this one but this is probably a fun one to get Later on, yeah, no, yeah. There's there's some uh, so if you
3: do some, look read through some of the the scenarios around the taking of Italy and stuff like that, there are actually some pretty interesting ones there.
0: Which is which is funny because none of know.
3: them make the Italians any better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no. gonna say that, yeah. but the scenarios look interesting to play. Okay, That's and cool. I, again, I think the one cool thing is that that was the birth of the you know here now you can play teams. Here's the rules for that. Sure. Which I think is kind of an important takeaway. Yeah i
0: i I don't see a lot of like Italy tables or anything. Even I don't. I mean, I guess I don't see a lot of that side of the of. Bolt well, action. Maybe next year I'll work on one. You going to make half our players play Italy? No, it, 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 <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I a, like, I'm not going a, to your turn. An Italy this year. scenario <laughs> table. You know, maybe. sure, sure. No, that'd be cool. I mean. To have some flavor of it, I—it's I, disappointing to me that Italy is so under, underrepresented. I mean, I guess I don't know. And
3: the best thing you do is you take the Vate Savoia and you take away the negative penalty on it. Sure. and boom, fixed. Sure. You yeah, know, there's easy ways to
0: fix it. I, it's I hate really having to fix it for Warlord, but that yeah. and that's kind of what we're trying to avoid. Um, right? Yeah.
3: We, you know, there's enough fracture with everyone running their own way with their own. House rules and the, how they're going to do it, and how their platoons flesh right. out, and that's, that's all fine. But that just screams more of there needs to be a it needs to be the, a bolt action come to Jesus moment with the version three, right?
0: You know, well, I mean, kind of bring these all back together. Lord knows yeah. how many different versions of like the you know here's how you fix it. Italians, I've I've heard I've you know every time we talk about it on here, we easily get four or five people messaging us just saying like. Oh, here's my suggestion. I get, yeah. Here's once a month I get something. Yeah. And it's like, here's our mm-hmm. suggestion on how to fix it, Italians. It's like, we, we get it. We know there's ways to fix it. It's just, that's not the book. This is somebody will eventually fix it, hopefully. Okay. Uh, yeah, we know his name. Yeah. Yes, we do. I mean, well, everyone knows his name. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So let's start. Uh, let's kick out Germany, Germany Strikes so we can all go to bed at some relatively decent hour. I think Dale's. He's probably fading here.
1: No, I'm here. I'm here.
0: Are uh, you cuddling with the dog yet? Or is he cuddling um, with you?
1: Cosmos? No, he's sitting next to me still. So.
0: Okay. All right. He's right. Re- he's, he's got some time left in him. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's All sleeping. Right. He's out. Oh, okay. So they have a bunch next.
0: of Polish <laughs> units that you're not going to ever use. Oh, fun. Okay. Post office unit. That sounds fun.
3: Right. And, not, and none of these in this book um, say where they can be used, generic reinforced platoon or Perfect. otherwise. Yeah, that's great. That's that's the <laughs> best This is start. great
5: for scenario play inside the book. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's
3: about all they're going to be good for. Okay. Well, they gave a, they gave one of the they gave a interesting one as the Polish post office garrison grenade section. It gave them a VB launcher for an NCO and one man.
5: Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. sort of like sneaking a light mortar in kind of kind of that's interesting what's the points on it it's a uh,
3: 40 just so a little more yeah right 32 36 what's the what's a regular 35 okay so yeah whatever
5: <laughs> it's like i said these are these are very much geared for scenario play this isn't something you should I mean you could make a rein- uh, if you could talk the guy into it, you could make a reinforced list out of this. This is scenario play for these specific scenarios.
1: Yeah, these are all out of like they're not legit campaign books, right? So Yeah. You yeah. know you're, you're you're digging into oh, that sorry. particular aspect. There is one so. that
3: is actually the uh the Ursus heavy armored car is actually a generic reinforced platoon selector.
1: That's Ursus.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Sure. I'm, I skipped all that stuff to mispronounce that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 90 points regular. Uh, it's one-turret low-velocity light anti-tank, uh, one-turret rear-facing MMG, and a hull-mounted rear-facing MMG 7-plus armored car. What
1: does this look like?
3: I'll go through um, it and you guys look it up. Uh, low-velocity, we know what that means. It's only got a plus-three pen. It's a recce but it's got too many jobs. Combining the roles commander-gunner for two different weapons and loaders altogether means it's hard to do the same things at once. Uh, you can only fire one of them, basically. You may fire its main gun or the turret-mounted MMG, but not both in the same turn. But it is a reinforce, It is a, an armored car in the reinforced platoon selector. So, line up and grab that one, Polish. Put down your Lancers and grab this. Probably not. What does it look like?
5: It looks like you put it, a armored shell over a A Hummer. Kind of.
0: Kind of looks like a, it. Almost looks like a modern. Well, I mean, it's no, not, no. I know
5: it's you put not an armored modern, shell, but. a shell over like an Al Capone car, and put a turret on top. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Two. Oh, oh, I'm looking at the modern one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the modern yeah. one looks like a Hummer.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, this is the old. You got to type in WZ twenty nine to get the right one. There you go. Okay. Otherwise, because I think yeah, they called their their modern one is very similarly called. So not I mean, recommended a, for ninety points.
5: This is a fairly standard interwar armored car design. I mean, yeah. lots of countries yeah. had something similar to this. It, it, yeah, it I mean, you can convert your assembly lines pretty
1: quickly and... to crank this out.
5: Yeah. It's a lot of guns to the rear,
3: so it's obviously a retreating weapon, or it
0: breaks through and
3: shoots. Or you it turn
5: all. the turret around and shoot the machine gun forward. Mm-hmm. You know, sure.
0: Yeah, that's probably more likely than not it's options. Tricky. Yeah, it's just options.
3: It's presenting options. You just spin Oh order. yeah, you always have to make an order test. When issuing an advance order, even if
0: not pinned. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I like that it's called the Ursus. Isn't Ursus like a? Isn't that mean bear?
1: Usually. Yeah, that's a derivative it of it. Kind of sure. looks
0: like kind of looks like a bear. It looks like a big yeah.
3: bear. So they add a half check a half track truck. Even though it doesn't say it can be used in the reinforced platoon, I don't think I, would, I wouldn't stop them from it if it meant they took some more Lancers out of their list. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they, got a, they got a Fiat Jeep. Okay. Yeah. Which may have a pintle mounted for 10 points, uh, so you're talking a 46-point armored car with recce with an OMG. That's, that's
5: veteran. It's 40 points regular.
1: Yeah, regular 40 or 46. Yeah, same.
3: yeah.
5: Thirty-six. 40, the Forty point, mobile MMGs. Well, terrible. normally
3: the MMG is a fifteen point upgrade, so that's not bad.
5: Yeah, that's not terrible at all. That that wrecking, and it's, it's Reki. It. Yeah, with
1: Reki.
3: I mean, it's again if they're if they're taking a couple answers off their list, I'm you know I'll let them do it.
0: <laughs> sure. Okay, I yeah whatever, makes me happy it's always a, it's a, a decent enough slot right like you can get an energy yeah. in a car it's basically what you're doing it's in line with all the rest of them alright uh, so yeah. German units then the Danzig section sweet or not sweet I guess but they're in-experienced Yeah, five inexperienced guys for 40 points
3: you add two well, more at 8 points green. each why? because they get party indoctrination uh, they're green mhm is basically it, and it doesn't tell you where you can use them. So, well, you can get a light
0: machine gun, but their test, their green test, is different because if you pass the test you, and become upgraded to re- regular, you can test again to become oh veteran. Yeah. Good
5: call uh, fanatic.
1: fanatic, fanatic, yeah, become fanatic. Sorry, they, yeah. Uh, so if you're better. really
5: good at rolling six,
1: I'm trying to remember what the green roll is to go to regular. It's a six, isn't it?
3: It's a six to go to regular. Six. Uh, it might be a five or a
0: six, actually.
1: So a six followed by another six.
0: Well, it happens. Sure does. For so eight points points So
1: it's it's you're basically playing one point for the ability to the green. So yeah,
0: it's not chirker it's If green, you um, green's still not great, but it's not shirker.
1: Yeah, if you like if you like to gamble a little bit,
5: sure.
0: Or you, or you have snafu days. Yeah, that works, too. Sure. Uh, okay. Passing to look at their role. We talk about the Sturm. Yeah, I, yeah I can, I mean, I'm going to try at this point. uh Sturmoptilum.
1: So Storm what? Sturm. Sturm.
0: No, no. It's Sturm. So sturm,
1: the sturm.
0: Green is five or six goes regular. Okay. Uh, There's so another surplus. inexperienced squad, but these guys are 20 points a model. Yeah, these are
1: 20, 20 points a model. Wow. 20 points 20 yeah. points
0: total. Sorry, sorry, sorry. These yeah. are the, the shirkers. Cheap. They're shirkers. Yeah, somewhere. these guys are shirkers. Yeah. And again, uh, where can you play them? Oh, you know, wherever. hey yeah. The guy just shrugs in the corner. Yeah, what
5: the hell is this word?
3: What's that meme where the, the, the funny bear guy just kind of shifts his eyes to the side like what? what? The awkward bear? Yeah,
0: is that the one? I don't know. That's, that's too internet for me. Oh, um, okay. The uh, the yeah org- uh, I'm, I'm gonna give up on this one. I'm not uh, trying this one. German yeah. police. What's that? Yeah, this looks like a police.
3: It set. looks like Italian to me.
0: Oh yeah, it does. It almost
3: it does not. German, look German. Oh sorry, they had paramilitary uh, paramil- battalions and were intended for anti-partisan duties, and dealing with unarmed civilians rather than military combat. But they're German police. Gotcha. It said the German police had paramilitary battalions. I think these are still in German select, the German units. Yeah. So we haven't switched, yeah. so this is still a German unit. Paramilitary.
0: Okay. It's just they don't, it does not look like a German word.
1: Well, the the first half of it looks German, and the second half of it, it looks Italian.
0: Yeah. was <laughs> a weird
3: one. Okay, so they're, they're pol- inexperienced polizzi. police. Four guys, you can add two more. We get Any figure may have a submachine gun. Yep. And, and that. And then no further information available. <laughs> so these guys are not are just shirkers go? and they're four points of model. Right. So they're cheap. But it doesn't tell you where you can use them, so just play them in this book and no one will care. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: you can only use stuff out of here. Okay, Sapper team. Right. Three men, flamethrower. Woo. Small unit combat engineers equipped with a
3: flamethrower, high explosive charges. That's fun. 84-point veteran for three guys. Two with rifles, one with a flamethrower. All men have anti-tank grenades. And you can get a submachine gun instead of the rifle. You can add two more, and they're tank hunters because they paid for it, and you can't not pay for it. But where can you use them? Mm.
5: In this scenario, obviously. Yes. <laughs> That's the, the answer to most of these questions. These it
3: scenarios. is. M35 heavy armored car. Yep. Uh, two hull-mounted MMGs front. And back one turret-mounted MMG for ninety-five points. Interesting.
5: Ooh, this armored car looks kind of badass, though.
3: Dual-directional steering. Uh, can replace the turret-mounted MMG with a light auto cannon for twenty points.
5: Yeah, I like the look of this one. The model itself. One hundred and fifteen points for
0: two hull-mounted MMGs, front and back. Ooh, wow! That is actually really a sweet. turret-mounted MMG. It's like a. It's kind of like. It looks a lot like an eight rad, doesn't it? It's
5: an early eight rad. <laughs> I mean, it's a predecessor. Yeah. Say, yeah,
0: yeah. This is
3: Germany strike, so this is you're talking
0: like thirty nine forty. Dude, that thing looks like a beast. It really like does. It. it has doors on the sides and shit. Like you can get in
3: and out of it on the sides. All right, and where can you use it? We're just gonna, we'll let you know if it it shows up somewhere that they tell us you can use it. Otherwise, it's just shrug. Dude, <laughs> it's used early war and then abandoned. I'm okay. Guessing. And then we've got another. Another command vehicle here, an uh, SDKFZ 267-268 PZ3 D one Do they stamp that on the side of every vehicle? It's yes. a regular yeah, version yeah, of the Panzer III. It's a light tank and it, it may fit a hull-mounted MMG for 10 points more. It's a command vehicle. You're not going to use this. No. Yeah, nope. And nope. it
5: has nothing to nothing scenario to play. Yep. Okay. Now, this next one, if I remember this one, this one also looks pretty cool. Which one are we up to here?
0: The, ne- the Zug.
1: Neubau yep. Fers- Fersig. 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 Oh, okay. Model A. Uh.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah, this is what one I'm thinking of. I love how this one looks.
3: Um uh. This is another example of the, of the design dead end of multi-turreted tanks.
5: Yeah. This is Germany's contribution to the...
3: 112 points in experience. It has a turret-mounted light howitzer with coaxial light anti-tank gun. Yeah. One turret-mounted MMG covering the front and right arc. One turret-mounted MMG covering the right and left arc. Huh. It's an 8-plus light tank. Option for Model B to convert light howitzer to medium howitzer for 20 points. Special rules, coaxial cannon... Tanks with two coaxial heavy weapons and a single turret may only fire one per weapon. They fixed this in version two. <coughs> it is also slow.
5: Yep. But if I remember my history correctly, these were built as a concept for a heavy tank in propaganda movies. They actually, I think, sent three of them into the invasion of Norway, though, hmm. and then left them there. <laughs> I think one or Why two. Why did, they, did they lose England. in Norway? Yeah, against Norway. One or two are destroyed, and they left. The, they just left them there. They're like, "Okay, this was a bad idea."
0: <laughs> you can get it upgraded to a medium or That's good. Right. Oh
1: yeah, this is an interesting looking kit, actually. Is it huh. the one? So,
0: mm-hmm. am I looking at the right one? It has like three turrets on it. essentially. Yeah. yeah, yep. It's got two like low profile turrets and then a bigger one on the top of
5: it. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. I mean, somebody really thought multi turreted tanks was going to be a, the next big thing.
0: I'm still not sure why it wasn't. Why wasn't it? What happened? What was what was the reason behind that? <laughs> um, Logistics I've, are
5: a bitch. And sure. I imagine
1: <laughs> more turrets leads to more malfunction. So. Yep.
0: Okay. All right. Jeff,
3: remember earlier in the episode I, I told you that um, I could find something that would make you want to play Norway instead? Yeah. Let's talk about the Danish army list. Is that in any of these books, or is this just a thing we want to talk about? This This is in this book. Okay. So this, this is in Germany strikes so this is this is an actual army list however uh, you know how most every other army list begins with talking about the army special rules their reinforced platoon yeah. they don't have those <laughs> so they got nothing
1: they have no rules special rules
3: so they don't have a reinforced uh, pl- they don't have a reinforced platoon army list all they have is two theater platoon army lists okay and each one okay, has separate well. special rules. And I was I was uh, emailing both Paul Walker and John Russell about this. Uh, Paul said he was going to get back to me because he thought he had more. But John's take was, you know, they were in the war for what? Two days, hours. Days? Six, seven two days? Hours. Two hours. Two hours? So they, they didn't have enough to actually form a cohesive reinforced platoon list. So here is what they had.
1: <laughs> All right, let's go. But, but we'll, go through, we'll go through it
3: first. They do have officers. Uh, they have second lieutenant inexperienced or regular, first lieutenant inexperienced or regular. They've also got captains and majors, also inexperienced regular, uh, and they would be the same normal HQ that you'd find. Uh the officer can be accompanied by more men, you know, up to two. Uh they have a medic, regular. Hey. So that's that's good. They even have a Ford observer.
5: Artillery.
0: Artillery, Ford
5: Artillery.
3: Ford.
0: Artillery. Yep.
5: yep. Yes. Okay. Um, sure. Yep.
3: Uh, they have infantry sections and teams. They have inexperienced infantry, so you know the, what you'd expect out of that. Although one of them can have what's going to be basically an LMG and, uh, for twenty points. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have an experienced infantry section, and the note right below that says these should be s- selected sparingly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sure.
3: And it's a it's a five uh, five to eleven man can get an LMG. Uh, The NCO can have an SMG. This option should also be used sparingly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, They have a cavalry section. So that's cool, you know. Gotta like cavalry. They're regular uh, 60 points for five guys, and you can add up to seven more. It's got cavalry carbines, as you'd you'd expect. Thank God they have a medium machine gun team. Uh, Only an inexperienced, though.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: They have a medium mortar team also only at inexperienced levels.
1: Is that is there actually 5 men on that medium mortar?
3: Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. 5 men who aren't sure what they're doing. They're, uh, they like can be a spotter. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As we we know that debate, you can have them, They just can't make use of them in second edition.
1: Nope, yeah. Yep. That's right.
3: They got light artillery. Uh, also inexperienced. Uh, you can also add a spotter for that again too. You can also add a gun shield. Oh, sorry, it does come with a gun shield.
5: Comes with the gun shield.
3: Okay. Uh, you. They have medium artillery, also inexperienced and can add a spotter. They have heavy art- artillery, also inexperienced but can still have a spotter. They've got some anti tank guns. Uh, so they got uh, basically, oh, inexperienced regular auto cannon. No. They've got a light anti tank gun.
5: No. Okay. Uh, and
3: that's still also can be regular and experienced.
5: Yeah.
3: They've got some anti aircraft guns, regular and experienced for another light autocannon there. You know yeah. what they're getting there. They've got some armored cars. The uh, Landsberg. the Lynx. Yeah, the Lancer Lynx. So, so 120 regular for a turret mounted light autocannon, coaxial MMG, forward facing and rear facing MMG, dual directional steering. This
1: lo- th- This looks good. I like this one.
3: This this is like their the creme de la creme here. Yeah, okay. They've also got the L one hundred and eighty heavy armored car. It's a six wheel job. Uh, one hundred five points regular for turret mounted light automatic cannon coaxial MMG forward facing MMG. Uh, recce seven. Kind of like plus. that one too, actually. And let's talk about their tanks. Okay, we're done. Yeah, transports and tows. They've, they've <laughs> got they've got they've got some utility cars here that can uh, carry three guys, and then they got a truck that can carry twelve.
0: Yeah.
3: Okay, that was all their units. Now let's talk cool. about how you can even use them. So the first theater selector is the Danish army. The Danish army has uh, reinforced. So the Danish army reinforced platoon consists of one lieutenant, first or second, two inexperienced sections mm-hmm. plus. Zero one Captain Major, zero one forward artillery observer, zero one medic. Additionally, zero four infantry sections between inexperienced or experienced or cavalry. Yeah. Zero one MMG, zero one mortar, medium mortar only.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh they can take zero two guns from artillery. Yeah. Uh zero one on the armored car and zero one transports per infantry. And now they have their special rules for the theater selector. Uh-oh. Confusion. Danish units were without orders when the German invaded and in uncertain whether to fight back or not. The opponent may make a free-run move with D3 units on the first turn before an order dice is drawn. Jeez. Meh. So, and, and here's their here's their big one. Waiting in ambush. Danish, Danish units may start the game hidden with ambush orders, they may not fire opposing units making their d3 first the free first turn
5: runs um yeah okay i would i would gladly play this over the Norwegians. i don't know what you're talking about okay all right i
0: actually kind of agree with you i to go back for a second does their mmg team have five men as well That's an excellent question it says in the what in your cliff notes here it says they do but it's possible MMG, yes. NCO and four. That actually makes oh, it sure, interesting.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay, for 35 so
2: they've
0: points.
1: Got, that's they've got so one on. more. So that MMG okay. team, was that a regular MMG team for five men? Inexperienced. 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 inexperienced.
0: 35 okay. points gets you five dudes.
1: Right. That's right, because they're all inexperienced. They're yeah. weapons teams. Okay.
0: You can, you
3: they've got one other. They've got the King's Own Yorkshire Light Infantry. Mm, interesting. Uh, all the units selected can be found in the Army's Great Britain Supplements, but here we go. They can have a Lieutenant, first or second. Two infantry sections, regular, early war. Plus they can have a Captain or Major, and a Medic, Medic, Medic. Mm-hmm. where'd the K come from. Um, they can do 0-4 infantry, early war regular or inexperienced, Zero two 2 MMG teams. Zero 01 mortar, lighter medium and zero 01 anti-tank rifle. Uh zero 01 light anti-tank gun and zero 01 transport for infantry and zero 01 tow. So again these these are actually taking from the British guys, the British yeah. book. And then their special rules are Baptism of Fire. British units in the following selector are just as described in Armies of Great Britain. However, they must choose the rapid fire national characteristic and cannot Purchased and it cannot be purchased as veterans. In addition, the following rules replace the Bombardment and Artillery Support Army Special Rule. Resolute. British infantry were resolute in defense. If a British infantry or artillery unit that was treated as in cover when an enemy fired at it, it suffered enough casualties to cause a morale check. The unit benefits from a plus one morale modifier for the check. So there they're getting a little better. And then they've got the Sticky Special Rule. British Infantry and Artillery tended to get separated from advancing armor. British Infantry and Artillery units uh, must always take an order test when given an advance or run order, even if not pinned.
5: Okay. So this selector gets a little better.
1: Oh, I,
3: don't like I that actually really one.
5: like that Danish Army selector. Not enough to, like, make an army, but I think it's pretty damn good.
3: The second one in particular, I think, is pretty good.
5: Uh, I like the first one. Do you? Yeah.
3: Even though the D3 units just get to move at you for free?
5: Who gives a shit? They're not going to get in combat. Okay. (laughs) You know, he could roll a one. Whoopee, he gets one free run move. It's not like it's Italian where I'm going to lose halfway through the game (laughs) because you killed two
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm down three dice. Never mind. This game's over.
1: Most players aren't going to want to run one unit up right into what's effectively going to be, you know, a kill box. So, yeah.
5: I mean, my guys are hidden and in ambush, so, you know.
3: In and inexperienced, most likely.
5: Well, I saw regular cavalry in there. I could take four 12-man squads of regular cavalry who are mounted, tough fighter. It said nothing about not being able to charge into combat.
1: And you just need two cheap inexperienced okay. um, as your tax, so.
5: Yeah, that's not bad. And that, that armored car was pretty freaking sweet.
1: Well, Both of them I mean, the
5: Norwegians decent. don't get any the armored vehicles. They don't get an armored car, even. Right. So,
3: get you know. okay. like nothing. So, again, the the downfall is that this doesn't have its own technical... It doesn't have a reinforced platoon selector. Yeah, it's really not necessarily allowed in things. Right, which, you know what, if someone wants to bring this, I'll let them. Right. Bring it to snafu. i got no problem with that. Kudos to you for playing a very, 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 very minor power. Yeah, Yeah. right.
5: Your rounds are going to last longer than the Danish army was involved in World War II. The round will. Yeah. <laughs> the tournament certainly will. No, the round will. Yeah. <laughs> a single a single game will last longer. Yeah. Two and a half hours? Yeah, it'll be longer. Wow. You can fight in real time, man.
3: So there you go, that's I I had thought this is a very interesting read and now that now that I talk it through with you guys, yeah you're right. It probably is a little better in Norwegians.
5: It's just more options. Yeah. Norway's hurt because it's just got so few options. This has, I mean, a lot of it's inexperienced, but if you're indirect firing with artillery, you don't care about inexperienced. Um, you don't get to use a spotter, but you don't care about, you know, hitting.
3: Right, you don't get a sniper, so you're not going to be
0: taking the spotters to try and do the, deploy, the forward
3: deploy yeah, you, game. Yeah. Right,
5: yep.
0: You're moving, you're moving some elements of that, of you know, what you have to think about, too.
5: Yep. That's, I don't hate it. I, li- I, I think it's got a lot of potential.
0: Now, do they have models? That's the, the next...
5: No, but you know the world's evolving. Maybe we'll get to see models at some point.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they. Maybe we'll f- we'll see some. Oh wait, no,
5: there are some that exist. There you go. Somebody might CAD them up, and you can 3D print them with a resin printer if no company makes them. Right, that's what I
0: was thinking too. Actually, uh, these look really good. Oh, there's this Kickstarter. All right,
3: So, and there's also they um, left us off the cliff notes, guys. But there's a generic Allied Norway Defense Force here. This is a general purpose Allied selector for players to use when creating their own scenarios. That consists of Norwegian, British, Polish, and French forces. Uh, use the armies of Great Britain and the armies of France and Allied supplement. Uh, use the generic reinforced plo- platoon selector for, from the core rule book. The unit choices should be given the following restrictions. Uh, Headquarters, officers, medics, artillery, front observers, um, maybe British, French, or Norwegian, forward observers not permitted, ally air cover was was woeful. Uh, Infantry, British war, regular and experienced, French regular and experienced, so they kind of give you, they're kind of building you an option for, well, not Danish, but... Something else. Yep. so they're kind of giving you a, a... this book was already out. why they have it? Why are they adding it in here? I don't know. Interesting. So giving you, they're giving you anti-tank rifles. Uh, they're they're adding in some more British and French early war options to them. Hmm. But none of them can be veteran.
0: Yeah, that's a thing.
5: So, early war, that's pretty common.
3: Yep, and they give them the field craft, which is kind of cool. That's the basically uh, ignore train for your first move of the game or something like that. Yep. There's a something like that? And then, of course, we also give them a communications breakdown. And as you mentioned, the veterans of Fire, which means no veterans. So.
0: Well, that's kind of
3: fun. fun. Just snuck in the back of the book there, just because <laughs> that's what they do. Sure. All right, then I know what Jeff really wants to talk about. Yes. What, what does he want to talk about? The main reason why I think this book is really worth getting. Yep. 110%. Yep. Go ahead, Jeff.
5: Choo choos.
0: Oh, the trains. Yeah.
5: <clears throat> armored trains. So, this has got all the rules for armored trains in it, which are very fun to play mm-hmm. in a scenario. Uh, you can have. Do uh, you want me to go through the. You know, yeah. Go through go, the yeah, screens. go ahead. Well, I mean, it, I hate, you, you do this part better, Pat. Come on. <laughs> do it pat somebody do it
3: let's go all right well, hang on i'm trying to find it in the actual book i don't want to miss anything that i just gave you guys the so if you to didn't myself. understand
0: what choo-choo was it's trains this has armored trains which is fun unless you're jeff and you can't
5: can't get it to come on the board right you know
0: yeah that was that was an epic fail on your dice's yeah. fault Yes. Uh, I believe it was the chair's fault
3: that it got properly dealt with.
5: <laughs> no, I just got in my way when I moved fast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the first time Jeff has ever moved fast.
0: Well, right, we understandably, understand. when you put all your points in a, t- in a train that doesn't show up. Pretty much. Until, like, turn four or whatever it was. It was something insanely armor trains. All right, so movement. For purpose of movement, we
3: needed to find the, the new type of unit, the train, it consists of a number of wagons, in quotes, that are attached to each other beginning, and obviously they have to move on a track onto a, any railway wagon. Moving on to a broken line is considered to be destroyed. Trains move the same speed as wheeled vehicles, but there is no reverse. Uh, each direction is forward. Wagons and unpowered wagons with the unpowered special rule cannot move unless they are part of a train that includes at least one functional powered wagon, aka a locomotive. For those of you just catching up on the trains and how they work, <laughs> <laughs> train movement is complex. No, it's not. It's in a straight line. <laughs> so the above rule is a simplification. Steam trains can move rather fast, but would would not do so in a combat zone for fear of derailment. Front wagon has hit a mine or a section of the damaged track. Heavy gun wagons normally would be stationary while firing. So we've got the armored engine. An armored steam locomotive would be normally unarmed. Fifteen points regular, no weapons. Damage value six plus. Oh, sorry, this it says armored, but it's not very armored.
5: It's not armored yet. It'll we'll get armored in a second. Soft skin, right?
3: yeah. So soft skin, damage plus. Uh, tow may may tow or push other rail wagons. Thanks. Yeah, uh, right. May increase the armor to 7 plus for 35 points. It may go up to 8 points for uh, basically 55, bumping it up to 70. Well, they are armored here. all around. flak and rear pen modifiers do not apply. However, hits from the top do benefit from the normal plus 1.
0: No. Okay. Well, there's your
3: engine. Now your flat car. 10 points regular. You can stand 10 men on it. Okay. Have fun. <laughs>
5: uh, one armored vehicle, uh, one armored car, excuse me. Okay. Much more likely to use that. <laughs>
3: yeah, more likely than 10 guys standing at a, at a deck doing, the, doing some sort of clogging exercise or something. I don't know. Yep. Uh, improvised armored wagon. So this civilian, 40 points regular. Uh, damage value 7 plus. Up to 12 people. You may add two pintle mounted uh, MMGs, one left, one right, for 15 points each. Can have top armor, removing the open top rule for 10 points. Uh, there will be loopholes for similar, for passengers to fire out their personal weapons. Half may fire to each side, measuring range outside from the middle of the fl- middle of it. Armored all around again. That's you know, we've got some guys in there. Inadequate armor, improvised armor made from poor quality steel, concrete, or other aesthetic materials added to civilian vehicles. Add a plus one to die roll when rolling for damage.
0: Okay. It's,
5: it's easier to destroy. That's alright. Yeah. yeah what do no, you this is where it me? starts getting good. Uh,
3: command Assault Wagon. <laughs> uh, lightly plus. Armored Wagons. Transport 50 points regular. 7 plus. Transport to 12 men. Options. May add up to two pintle-mounted medium machine guns. One left, one right. All around armor again. It's a command vehicle. Interesting. Now the Polish gun wagon. Two hundred fifty-five points regular. We're expecting something out of this. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Two light howitzers in turrets. Oh wow! Hold on. Yeah, uh, I see it, it gets better. <laughs> Eight MMGs, four per side. One pintle-mounted HMG in an AA mounting. It's an all-around fire, so the turrets are all around. The, H- the HMG is all around. There's four MMGs on each side. It's a seven plus. Uh, you know what? Flight howitzers don't do it for you. Forty points to get you medium howitzers.
0: Yeah. Jeez Louise.
3: It's um, armored all around again.
0: Got yeah, you Kinda have to take this. It's a lot of. It's a lot of pew on it. It's a lot of guns. Yeah. <laughs> it's got some guns.
3: And then there's the German gun wagon. Okay. This one's 110 points regular, and it comes with a light howitzer and a turret. One light anti-tank and a turret uh, covering left, right, and front. Two MMGs, one per side, it's a seven plus. If that doesn't do it for you, you can exchange light howitzers for a light anti-tank or for medium howitzers for twenty points. Mm. Or medium anti-tank, if that's your flavor. You can add up to three mmgs per side at ten points each. You may reinforce the armor. Canceling adequate armor roll for ten points. It's not bad. They add light autocannon and an AA mount for all-around fire for thirty-five points, which can go to a heavy. And if it really doesn't do, you can do four light uh, autocannons and a quad mount for ninety points. <laughs>
0: there we go. That's my that's my jam right there. All right. <laughs> it's still armored all around, so and not open top too. That's the best and part. Not open top. <laughs> once you get rid of yes, let you get rid of these just, gotta have, just gotta have train tracks.
5: Oh, baby.
3: (laughs) And then you've got the self propelled armor. This is the rail wagon. It's a motorized armor, 1938, 50 points regular. You can do an experienced veteran, go up or down 10 points. It's got two MMGs and a turret for all on fire. It's a 7. And then we've got tank at railway carriages. These are like your little tiny scout car things that go zipping around. Sure. Scout tanks. Scout tank. Scout tank on tracks. 75 points regular. Go up or down for 15 points. A hull-mounted MMG. It's a seven-point tankette. Upgrade the hull-mounted MMG to an auto cannon for 20 points.
5: Oh yeah, baby. Yeah,
3: sure. A special rule of detrain: the tankette starts the game on a flat car, but may detrain, and it may be driven off the flat car upon successful receipt of a run order. There you go. You've got you transporting trains transporting trains, and it's wrecky after it's been detrained.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, sure.
3: I'll tell you. It. I've got models; of these little guys—they're pretty fun. Yep.
5: I've got this. I've got this train printed.
3: <laughs> I have a couple of these trains printed. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then we've got the Polish light tank railway, railway carriage, uh, forty points regular. Go up or down eight. Train experience, your veteran, and that's
0: kind of where it stops. Whatever it does, it kind of like put all of your choices in one one car, right? Like, yeah, you just can just pick and choose from what what options are available there to make your train essentially. Yep. You can have all quad cannons if you wanted to.
5: You can have a lot of fun with this.
0: Get this book for the train alone. Yes. Yeah. This one <laughs> does seem like it would be fun to. Like we haven't done that many train scenarios, but it is a fun idea. Like maybe snafu you on your own. Just having.
5: for uh just for fun, I was working on some um train reinforced platoon rules in case anyone ever wants to try this out at your club. Mm. <clears throat> and if enough people like it, maybe they'll eventually add this as a actual just generic reinforce that you can use your train army for.
2: <clears throat>
5: so the problem with trains is, is not every table's got tracks, right? So that's what kind of rules it out from being a generic bring to any kind of game list. Mm-hmm. Right. So the idea is, is you bring your train and you bring your tracks. And when you do deployment, you figure out your deployment zone. And then a player is allowed to remove, remove, not move, remove, any piece of train necessary to lay down as much track as they want through their deployment zone. Okay. And then your train comes always has to come on from reserve. And anybody that's riding in the train has to also come on from reserve. That would be infantry squads inside the train. Right.
0: So it would be a very static list.
5: Well, you'd roll that train on. You're not (laughs) going to do very well in envelopment. It's not going to do terribly good in in envelopment, but it will stop the hell out of double envelopment. Right. Right. Because you'll have a train they'll have to get across. Uh, You can dismount your infantry squads. You can dismount your TKS tank. Somewhere I don't know where, but I'm sure there's flat car rules for bigger tanks on there, so up to light tanks driving off of it, too. Sure. You can stop and dump a light tank. And that is not a terrible list. It's a mobile. you got the gun wagon with artillery support. It's pretty solid.
0: That'd be cool. Yeah.
3: I like it.
5: I don't think it's going to win a lot of tournaments, but hey. No. And if you can really sweet talk your T.O., if there are train tracks on the board, you can just have your train use those, no matter where was, they go. I was just
0: thinking in my brain, like which operations stamp? Who's going to have a train track on every table, and we're going to allow people to bring trains?
5: <laughs> well, quite a few of our tables have tracks. I, on. I know. That's I un- say bad. I'm
0: going to have at least two. Yeah, you know. I, I think if you get a, if you could do it on every table, it would be a viable option as far as like another way to play. I think that's interesting. It'd be fun.
5: Yep but yeah the train rules are great in this book it's worth picking up purely for those cool. I like it so um, and there you go that's Germany Strikes that's the whole book that's the whole shebang
0: right there okay well we've given you roughly two and a half hours of enjoyment or pain I don't know which one you can decide for yourself maybe I don't know we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves Um, You Don't expect another episode before the new year, I presume. So, yeah, that's Germany Strikes. Uh, Jeff, if you had to pick, would you suggest Germany Strikes over Duel in the Sun? I feel like Germany Strikes has more stuff.
5: Ooh. Ah, that's actually tough. I mean, they both have their virtues, so I don't know if I could write. I don't know. That's a good point, actually. There's some good stuff in Duel in the Sun, too. Mm -hmm. So the thing about Germany Strikes is if you're going to start with the beginning of World War Two, at least the European-centric part of it, I'd grab Germany Strikes. But if you want to just dive headfirst into the war, then pick up Duel in the Sun. Okay. I know that's not a great answer. They're both worth getting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: they are. Sure. I mean, it's with every book. They all have some redeeming value, so...
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Duel in the Sun has the weasel again, so, you know... Yeah, it's nice. got the water weasel, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not Polly Shore... Swimming in a cool. <laughs> someone had to do it. Yeah, great. That's the gross someone sound. had to do it. Someone's the grossest sound in the world. Um, <laughs> thanks for <laughs> that. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for enjoying. Well, I've already said all this stuff. We, you know, hopefully you enjoyed it. If you didn't, too bad. And I'm sorry. Uh, have a happy holidays, Merry Christmas from all of us. Stay safe. We will be back in the new year for sure.
3: Yep, for sure. With all new resolutions that we might achieve, probably not.
0: Achieve. I think I will. I think I will just avoid making resolutions. My resolution will be to not make a resolution.
3: <laughs> well, there was a, one of the posts asked us to do kind of like a, I don't know, like a checklist or a bingo board or something like that. I know Juggers did one last year. Maybe, maybe we'll come up with a snafu
0: bingo. Oh, there board you go. Just, to just use it out of- throughout all of the all of yeah. the year. That would be kind of cool. I think we can finagle that. Oh yeah, graphic designy stuff. Should should we make it that they have to make their own their own board, though, so that it's unique to them?
3: Well, we can you know,
0: give them an example, I suppose. Right, right. We give them all the squares and the things that have to be in it, but they're going to have to... We'll, we'll talk about how we can do that. I think there's some interesting... We'll, we'll come up stuff. with something. Yeah, we can, we can do some fun stuff with that. Yeah. Right? Cool. All right. I don't know what the music is going out either, but thank you again. Happy holidays. Pat, leave us out. This is Snafu. Merry Christmas, over and out. Ooh, got a Merry Christmas in there. Merry Good night, Christ- folks. <laughs> nice.
1: Good night, guys.
4: How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How'd you like to spend a holiday away across the sea? How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How'd you like to hang your stocking on a great big coconut tree? How'd you like to stay up late like the islanders do? Wait for Santa to sail in with your presence in a canoe. If you ever spend Christmas on Christmas Island, you will never stray for every day your Christmas dreams come true.
3: case
0: we want to address those on the fly. Is Geromino, Geromino the Geromino? Geron- oh, one more time. One, one yeah, more time. I just said it yeah I, I had to say it right. Well that's There's what I'm intro. saying now. Geronimo <laughs> there we go. Geronimo. <laughs> is that is that the drop is that the is that the drop the dice mechanic? Yeah. I could probably just click on the link he's provided us. Yeah, because they also they also talk about direct gliders your-
3: and stuff like that. Combat jump. I don't know. We is it more, more fun, fun, fun when you guys read it live and go through it? Yeah, or All, all these.
0: Well, that went well. Yeah. yeah. About as well as normal. Yeah. yeah
1: that was good. That was.